Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Wednesday. It is the morning sickness. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo. And we uh, cruise right in to another day of almost rain and almost stuff and kind With of CTs. a thing. Yeah, yeah. They got that. Big time CTs last night. So didn't get anything. I was watching it all around the valley. I'm sitting on a patio of the, enjoying a dinner at base. Going, it's gonna. We're gonna get something. Nope, nothing. So maybe, maybe later today. Got zero. We got tons of wind. Got nothing. Enough to screw up my allergies. Yeah, <laughs> smelled like rain and nothing. That's it. You just screwed up the car. You no, know. Yeah, your car and your yeah. nose take the beating. I got no wind. We got nothing. Just watch the dust out in the yep. East Valley. I'm like, ah, here we go. Something. Nothing. So maybe we'll get something soon. It's we're due. It's oh, yeah. that moment in the summer where you're like, I want one now. I want some rain. It's nice because when the the monsoon started. We're not waiting too much longer. We are getting teased. Well, I still I never understood that, but the city always schedules the monsoon on June yep. 15th. It's like the monsoon knows. June uh, 15th. Don't go messing around before that and start showing up a little bit after. But uh, the door isn't open till then. Sure enough, showed up like on the 15th. Like, hey, guys, yeah. you were right. It's pretty impressive. Uh, it's, uh, I had the craziest thing yesterday. I was talking to a friend of mine. I, uh, he, he got a call. If I can explain this right. He got a call, and, and, and this is another episode of, what the f*** is going on? Got a call. For, his daughter's like 15. I don't know. Gets a call from his uh, daughter who says that we have to sit and talk to my friend and her mom and a couple other moms today. So they set up this Zoom or whatever. And the daughter uh, of this one lady is on the Zoom with her mom, three other moms, uh, this guy and his wife and their daughter. My friend and his wife are on the thing. They called to say they don't like 
and they would like it stopped, that their daughter would stop calling one of the girls their best friend. We talked about this a little bit ago, that they had kind of banned the words best friend in a lot of schools. So they, the moms called and said it diminishes the other kids. It makes, it makes our daughters feel worthless and devalued that your daughter keeps that calling. They're not a bestie. Yeah, that your daughter keeps calling this girl in the clique the best friend. And uh, we'd like it stopped or we're going to say we can't hang out. You know, we're not going to include her in anything. Good. Can we get an agreement of some sort? That I wrote one of the things he said down because it was just craziness. It said, uh, it's making the girls uncomfortable. One mom that organized the call said it's, uh, it's her belief that it limits the daughters other than hers and makes other kids less likely to want to interact. <laughs> it hurts self-esteem. So she's essentially breaking up with her daughter's best friend and said things needed to change from labeling best. Oh, that was the thing at the end. Uh, he said, uh, she said, there's no reason to rank people best to worst, and you as a father should be doing a better job. And I'm like, how did you not just drive over there and take a swing at this woman? Yeah, I had to reach uh, right through the phone. And, and her we're, out. we're literally at a point in life, literally, at a point in life, <laughs> where saying uh, best friend is offensive? Well, oh, my God. And this kid, And their kid, to be fair, isn't. Like the most social animal in the world, there uh, she's not a. Uh, uh, and by you know, they, I'm not saying that to be mean. Her parents said it. You know, like she's kind of awkward and a little. So she's really happy. She's got this one super friend. She doesn't like have a ton of. She's not super outgoing. She's a certain friends you can open up to more than others. You have best friends. Yeah, like it makes sense that you would have a friend you had that you lean on the most. You can have multiple best friends, but everybody's kind of got that one. You're like, this is uh, this is the friend for life, or this is the bestie. Kind. I don't understand that. So he's like, he's talking to me. He goes, "You're gonna love this," and he goes, and he he gave me names, and he's like, "But flame them." So my daughter's never hanging out with him again. See, that's the thing. Now they've created a animosity between the kids of feeling like they have to walk on eggshells because one kid said, "You're my best friend," in front of the others, and some other kid ran home. Thank you. She's best friends with this one. Really hard not to say names. <laughs> She's best friends with this one, and that makes me worst friend. Because we've taught everybody no nuance, no middle, no nothing in between. You, If you're not the best friend, you must be the worst friend. So the other kids ran home, told their moms. Those moms called this mom. And this mom's like, oh, my daughter's so amazing. I should probably call and temper the amazement with the other kids. I know Alicia's unbelievable. But we can't call her best friend because the other kids aren't as good. Jeez. They're butthurt. I know. Could you imagine? I can't imagine what Dan would have done with that. You get a call that says, uh, Mr. Holmberg, your, your son keeps calling my son best friend, and that makes other kids uncomfortable. I'm like, my dad would be like, are you going to waste my time with this? Are we done here? Are we? I, I have a job, and like I have to pay bills, and so I don't have time for this. Well, it's really making the other kids feel bad. All right, well, they need to uh, – I guess the phrase would be uh, – Toughen up, Buttercup. Uh, go f*** yourself. See you later. Uh, you know, on uh, paper, and to be able to, to instruct the kids, look, you're going to have friends. I want you to tell you one thing. All your friends are even. Equal. That's what they're doing. And then Megan went to And a, by the way, no favors for, you know, if you do one favor for them. Another. Uh, you can do them from all. In a, in a subplot to yesterday's, what the f*** is going on? Uh, Megan went to a bookstore for a little while yesterday and then uh, called and said, everybody who works here is trans. And she goes, it's interesting. Like, I'm fascinated by it. I'm like, yeah. 
Did you go? No, I was dying to go. I had something else going <laughs> she on. She wouldn't let you, I'm sure. Uh, no, she would have. Oh, I would have like, I got to get down the street. There's a new bookstore at the Biltmore? No, no oh. it's not at the Biltmore. The Biltmore's not trends. The Biltmore's an old Republican now. That is not a place where young, hip people hang out. The Biltmore would not tolerate trans very much. It would look and point. It's, it's just, it, the Biltmore has made a massive uh, demographic change from being a cool place to hang out to uh, 50-year-olds looking around going, what the hell's that? Twinks! Like the L.A. Fitness, full of gay. Full of gay. Or whatever You're telling that, me the Williams-Sonoma sells Trump flags? The, the, you know what? <laughs> they, the they do really well there. They, they have a K-Momo now. They're, like it's a weird 45-year-old. Like that's as urban as it gets. So uh, she taped um, – she taped – uh, the con- all they did was go, girl. Why are you looking so pretty today? Ooh! And they're all employees here, and the one lady's just trying to get her bill on the thing. It's like, ooh, you wear black every day. I'm gonna do everybody's makeup here. Oh, you look. You got to stop being so gorgeous. I'm like, do they have conversations or are they just uh, stereotypical characters out on on the town? And I'm like, did they have conversations with you? Megan said, no. All they did was walk by the other one and go, that pink is booming off your face, girl. Woo! And it's boys. It's men. It's guys and dressed up like girls. We should take a field trip today. Oh, we got to go. We Let's gotta go. go. Right, so I'll, the, trust me. I go, I go near that place quite a bit. I had no idea. <laughs> but she said it was hilarious because there's like people just sitting there going, okay, thank you. Can I have my bill? Woo, baby, you looking sharp. You worked that freak flag. <laughs> And Megan's like, all the lady wanted was her bill. And she couldn't get like, it was a, it was like somebody was on autopilot, trans autopilot of, you know, <laughs> I can't stop saying the catchphrases. And I said, you need to just do like I'm doing all the time and just look around and out loud say, what the f*** going on? <laughs> just be normal people. You, you want everybody to act like everything's normal and then you do that? It's craziness. The whole place has gone bananas. And I, I, for one, am enjoying the hell out of it. The more bananas, the better. But I, I have to ask, what the f*** going on? Ooh, you look beautiful, baby. Why don't you stop being so hot? What's going on? What's going on? The employees are over-complimentary of each other. Quite loud about it. And they're all just, like, thrilled to be alive. And they're very, and that's a nice thing, I suppose, but... You have to be conversational, too. I guess if you feel good about buying a book after, you know, was that a pleasant experience? They weren't buying the books. They were the employees. I know, but I'm talking about the customers. If they're if you're buying a book and somebody won't stop complimenting the people behind the thing and all you <laughs> want to do is check out, it's really f***ing annoying. The entertainment, okay, enough. If I saw a waitress holding my pizza, talking to another employee, going, oh, girl, those shoes, bam, woo, you look beautiful. I'm just like, there's my, she's got our pizza. Oh, you better stop looking so hot. I'm like, speaking of hot, that's not going to get hotter the longer you stand there and compliment. Bring it on over, sister. I, can't. I just want to buy The Shining and get out of here. <laughs> I just, just want to buy a, a book called, uh, what is this? Uh, some of this, the Tina Brandon story. It's a movie. That, I guess they made a movie with uh, Hillary Swank. It's about a boy who dresses like a girl who dresses like a boy. Anyway, you guys relate. Us and them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, Dad, does this look good on me? No, son, it's a dress. I'd like to buy this. So when Megan walked in, did it sound a little bit like this? Oh, no. Go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm oh. you up there. Yeah, it was that. <laughs> Come on, girl. Yeah, it was like RuPaul's Drag Race broke out. And all you want to do is read. It's a bookstore. Shut up. I can't.
can't breathe. Yeah, and this library has gone nuts with dicks and dresses. <laughs> Will you please tuck your dicks? I mean, shut your mouths. It's it's another episode. We gotta of, go. What the f- is going on? But it was funny, and she's like, "I'm not." It's like it doesn't make you mad. It's just weird. Like there's no conversation. There's no like. Uh, like they're over exaggerating. It's it. completely I mean, just- the opposite of what they're asking for. Uh, it's just a complete inclusion and normalcy. And then it's like, okay, are we filming a reality show? You guys are <laughs> going to do you're going your makeup so over the top. And one day I'm gonna come here. We're gonna do. I'm gonna do all y'all's makeup. You bitches are gonna look so fine. Can I have my bill, please? Excuse me, Rue. Yeah, pardon me, <laughs> Holmes. <laughs> yeah, Smram. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I was laughing my ass off. Cause Look I, here, he's going to buy himself some Spider-Man. <laughs> Ooh, he <laughs> announced every book. Comic books. <laughs> Ooh. Tell me one thing. What's that? Jesus Christ. How you looking so pretty today? I'm not. Just buying a goddamn book. People are very complimentary now. Knock it off. Yeah, and I'm like, on the heels of that. You got the other thing, the mom's calling saying, best friends? I don't think so. That's offensive. Like, if best friend's offensive, just shut the store down. The whole thing's over. I don't want my daughter being anyone's best friend. That limits her options. No, it doesn't. You don't have to lock in. It's not a contract. You can still hate her tomorrow. That's what all girls end up doing. Girls have friends for like a year, and then they don't. I grew up with a sister. Every year, we had a friend that would come by a lot and then stop coming by. And then yeah. like a couple years later, that friend would come back. Like, girls never get along for long periods of time. They usually have one really good friend through life. Most adult women have, like, a friend. I've noticed that. Like, they have friends, hmm, and then, like, one friend they like. The rest of them are people that come over, and then they bitch about them when they leave. That's pretty much how it is. I mean, Medea probably doesn't have, like, a load of friends that are popping by. Like, no. No. No, nope. Ronnie. No. Probably not. There's like a couple people. Got to have one go-to. Though. You got to well, go. Yeah, there's to always pal. the go. Yeah. There's always the one. Yep, and that's it. The best friend. You can't eliminate best friends from girls because you'll eliminate all their friends. They only have the one friend. They're very. Uh, hmm, how do you say it without offending them? Catty bitches. They don't get <laughs> along real well. That's why they're called cats. Cats sometimes don't get along, and they kiss and throw. You know. Guys usually have like ten dudes at the ready that we could either golf with. We can fill a card real fast with like four or five guys. Ah, One of your friends can bring a friend. It's yeah. fine. But that's like, yeah, and you can say I mean, like, like an outing to like that or whatever, get together. You sure. always had a group of friends. I'm like, oh, bring them a- Anything oh, to yeah, fill the fine. foursome so right. I don't have to meet new people. That's fine. I'll meet you. I'll meet a proxy, but I'm not going to meet some brand new guy. Ah, I got a fourth open. Uh, I'll call Steve. Doesn't Steve owe you money? Yeah, yeah it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I would never go out with Steve again. I know, I know you're a girl. But <laughs> I've, I've, I learned that when I worked at Tony Roma's watching women try to uh, sort out the bill. N- never, ever, ever is. And maybe now in the world of trans and all this you know, gender-changing stuff, that's changed a little bit. But back then it was like if there were six women at a table, none, never once did one of them ever go, all right, that's enough, I'll pay. Just to get past the whole, you had an iced tea that's $1.29, I had water. They'll fight over a buck and a quarter. About who's paying what and who got away with this. You had a salad. I, I didn't even eat. Oh, God. Just cover the bill already. It's 15 minutes of your life you're wasting. 
Medea and then just, they Medea, leave and get you mad at each other. Medea went to like a, a bridal shower, and they all went to eat and all that. And they were they were doing the exact same oh. thing. She comes home. These she's like these bitches. I just covered all eight of them. <laughs> right. I don't even know half of them. Right. I'm, I'm just I don't care. I'm not sitting there for 20 yeah. minutes while you decide who had soda and who had water. It's a buck and a half. Yeah, settle down. Well, she gets away with that every time. Good. Stop asking her to lunch. Well, I'd like her. <laughs> I don't think you do. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, she's not my best friend, but she's my best friend's friend. Ugh. No more best friends, and at least uh, at least for summer at this house. It was great. It was a hilarious story. And I, I asked him, I'm like, what did you and your wife do? And they said, we were just like, okay, we'll talk to her about this. I, and I'm like, you didn't say anything about how ridiculous it was? He goes, no, because it would have caused a massive storm in their world. And uh, the one mom leading it has, like, no man in her life at all. It's just shocking. It, well, right, and that's what I kind of told them the same thing. Oh my goodness, really? She lives alone with these rules, and it's because, and that's like the this Pollyanna world is starting to exist because there's no dude there to go. That's not how things work, and it, and it's a better world. Like the mom world is the better world. Everything uh, gets healed. Yeah. Everybody's good. You're great at what you did. Your effort was enough, even though it sucked. It was you tried real hard. Dads come in and go. That's Kind of embarrassing out there. You need to try harder. It's called practice. You need to work harder. You need to be better. I've, mom said I did good. That's what moms do. Everything will be all right, honey. Don't worry. Your dad's just a little angry from work. Yeah, but he said I need to try harder. You did just enough, doll. Now, without a dad there, that kid feels like everything's fine. I don't care that in the middle of the basketball game you just quit and left. That was an, you had had enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you see uh, the softening of that in general on both sides. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if that best friend conversation came around and there's more moms there's and dads involved. Mm-hmm. We both oh. agree. Because you want the best for your kids. Oh, And yeah, it's just sure. over above the – and you don't want them to – How's that the best, though? It's not. That's a funny thing. But You're eliminating the word best from best friend, but you want the best for your kids. Exactly. It's it's stupid, I, I, and I think over and above that, it's uh, the part of numbing your kids in a way. You don't want them to go through these emotional experiences down the middle. Yeah, There's no highs and lows. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Heartbreak. Yeah. How about just instead of analyzing it deeply, we call it what it is, which is really f- dumb. And then dads say that on the call that they're getting. This is dumb, ma'am. You're wasting my time. My daughter can call your daughter best friend. If your daughter can't handle that, she's a fragile little egg, and life's going to kick her right in the t- and you're going to be doomed for life. So enjoy your victim because you're creating a good one there. And when her boyfriend impregnates her when she's 15 and abortion's illegal, you'll see how this works out. Bye. Click. Boop. That's why I miss the dial tone so much is that there's no more like ending a conversation with an authoritative noise. Slamming it down. And then they're sitting there listening to a dial tone. Now it's that you can't be mad at the the button, the red button that hangs up. There's no that's what uh, iPhone needs to invent the there's the green button for answering, the red button for uh, hanging up, and then the one that's just a cacophony of a nightmarish angry hang up where you hit it and it just goes an immediate dial tone. Oh, that's brilliant, actually. It's a great idea to have on your phone. Just go, I don't want to do it. And it would be funny for friends to be like, all right, that's enough of you, Brett. <laughs> I'd laugh. Oh, I'd, yeah, I'd, of course I'd you would. It would be hilarious. Like, I hangs up on me every time. 
And and now you don't even know if the phone cut out because he went by Camelback Mountain or if he was angry and hung up on yeah. you. That's why you need the, the thing to let you know. The, the, buddy, the Buddy Rich, the, the Tommy Lee drum solo before the phone hits the thing. <laughs> On the floor, gets picked up. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the old man getting pissed off in uh, a Christmas story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, grousing around about the fuses. Yeah, it's great. But it's a, it's a weird world. and We're in it. But when he, he called me and he's like, I want you to flame this woman. This is her name. I'm like, why didn't you do it? And he goes, and, and he's telling me he didn't want to cause a crap storm. You go on the air with this tomorrow and you say her name. And I'm like, no, <laughs> none of that's going to occur. No, I want, I want her name. I mean, we talked about it. We're, my wife's cool with it. Uh, here's where she lives. They're in Scottsdale. That's as far as I'll go. They're over in Scottsdale. I want this. Wow, that's a lot of. It's a lot. It's a lot. I could, I can narrow it down a little bit if you want. Northern Scottsdale. But yeah, a lot of those calls were made last night in Scottsdale. He's a doctor, so he was very like, okay, like he's just normal guy who's. I'm just getting from A and to B. The kids here. weren't there, right? This was just the, the daughter was there. Not so not, that was the only kid that was there. The phone calling daughter, not the receiving, not the one who's saying best friend. The one who's receiving best friend was sitting quietly. I, I guess it was a Zoom. That's what he told me. It's like we all had a. Con- I didn't. I assumed Zoom. I didn't say. It wasn't a conference call, so that's how people do things. And they set it up like a parental Zoom. My mom and dad wouldn't have done that either. Like, if my mom and dad were just transported, that's why I'm looking forward to Beavis and Butthead uh, do the universe this weekend. It's because they're being transported from 1992 to today. And it's going to be a whole show of what the Shock! f*** is going on, yeah. but they're just going to jerk off to their iPhones all the time. I have a feeling that's going to be. But my parents would have never been like, you know, the Burkharts, the Stebbings, the Comos. And the Begley's parents all want to have a Zoom call to talk about something. My mom went over to some kid's house once. It was the most embarrassing day ever because we were uh, play boxing. And the here's one thing you don't do as a skinny sixth grader, skinny white sixth grader, play box with the black kid in eighth grade. <laughs> this guy was a beast. He was a natural. <laughs> he just took to it. So our Mexican friends, of course. Had uh, boxing gloves. I think you're given at birth a well, pair yeah. of boxing gloves and you grow into it's them. Your- it's, it's a birthright. Birth, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's a, oh, yes, me. It's your birth. You get your diapers and your boxing gloves and, you know, bandanas, boxing gloves, and tasselly uh, high tops. They all get it. <laughs> so uh, these kids across the street had all the boxing equipment. So we had it. And me and this kid uh, were playing around without the gloves, waiting our turn. And he laid one into my stomach. And I didn't know to clinch your stomach and always be aware and i started to throw up yellow like it was just like pretty immediate my mom ran over to his house to tell him never again it was no call to his mom i think my mom threatened to beat him up herself like she she, she should have lost a fight that kid would have killed her but like she ran to his house I'm like don't do it but if there was a zoom call and parents would have got to we can't have this we just this is a oh so embarrassing just let them sort it out kids will sort that stuff out and if your friend doesn't want to be best friends with you, she needs to say so, not have mom call. Because that's kind of the message I got. The nerdy friend, by admission of my own friend, and her daughter's a little bit weird. Uh, the other friend's like, don't go telling people we're best friends. It's creeping me out. And it's making other people think I like you. I keep you around because we've known each other since second grade. That's enough. You're the dork. Don't go telling the cool kids I'm your best friend. And eventually, they'll just drift away from her. Which is kind of what the dad said. He goes, I know my daughter's awkward and weird. She likes this girl. They're best friends. have known each other forever. I'm like, oh. And they go to different schools now. 
I think that's the bigger thing. Oh, yeah. Is that they're just going to, they're not going to be friends much longer. You watch, it's funny, um, when you're like watching Kirby and friends and your experience growing up, Yeah, you kind of sit back and they, they got to experience this. Like you could tell, like I can tell one of her friends is, it's almost like Breakfast Club. She hangs out with, uh, she's with Kirby, Kirby, yeah. but if a certain other group comes around. Oh, she's gone. Yeah, she'll yeah. go to that. And you got to let her experience that. More than likely, the girl you're describing is a future smoke show. And is not. No, not yeah. really, because those are the ones that usually do that. Right. They're the real mean yeah. yeah, this is the one that, that hangs out with the future smoke oh, show. Oh, she's trying to be yes. a smoke show. Oh. Yep. So she's, she's in for a world of hurt. Yeah. She's the grenade. She's grenade in training. <laughs> you know, you should have a Zoom call and tell her parents, say, look, your grenade in training needs to be a little less dismissive of my kid. But you don't. let's be honest, she's not going to be the hot one. So You let them experience. Yeah, sure, sure. But, it would, but imagine a Zoom call. Oh, yeah. It would, be it would happen on the other I know. side. I know. It's terrible. Stop Zoom calling each other and let your kids fight. <laughs> Whatever happened to that? Travis in California, got his parents got tired of the neighbor kid Billy picking on him. Mom locked him out of the house and through the window said, everybody fight. Travis, fight for this. You're tired of getting picked on? Fight back. And we fought, yeah. me, Billy, and another kid named Jason Crapel fought, uh, tra- beat the tar out of Travis the dork in his front yard. I didn't, I was nice. I open hand slapped and stuff. I didn't feel, I didn't feel I needed to hit him. Billy, uh-uh, Billy just bloodied him up in like two punches. It was terrible. Mom stood in the window and said, are we done now? Did you guys get it out of your system? I'm like, I think this is the wrong way to handle it, too. <laughs> we should have had Zoom back then. It would have been easier on uh, Travis. And it, well, it didn't do anything. Travis was still rotten at football and always tried to play in our games. And he was the worst one. We don't want you out here, Travis. Outcasts are outcasts, and they have to work harder to be in society. Not mom and dad will call and say, hang out with my kid. You got an outcast? I got to learn how to be an outcast. Travis was an outcast. And sometimes when you're socially awkward, you got to try harder. That's all. Brett knows. He's been sitting alone for 17 years in the middle of a <laughs> studio. He's like, he's got to try harder to be a social beast. Anyway, uh, anyway, if you've got kids that are weirdos, allow it. Or just take them to that bookstore. Uh, they'll just be complimented all day long. And I think that's all you're asking for. Ooh, who's this little teen angel? Are you a girl? Yeah. Oh, I was just going to ask you about your dick, because everybody here dressed like a girl has a dick. It's the weirdest thing in the world. But they are kind, I'll say that. They sell three books a day. <laughs> they don't sell any books. There's a line outside the door. It's like gas in the 70s. It's just all the way down the road. What's going like, on oh, with what? this bookstore? Yeah, and that's all you hear. It's called What the F*** Going On Bookstore. What the f*** going on in there? I just want to buy a book. Ooh. Eat, pray, love. I read this. Oh, it made me hard as a rock, girl. Welcome to try to buy a book. <laughs> What's your plan today? Just trying to buy this goddamn book. I've been here for two hours. <laughs> Woo, you look beautiful. How long you been a man? All right, stop it. <laughs> That's enough. Tell you what, it worked. They're good. <laughs> yeah, they're, I mean, I'm really happy. I feel good about myself when I leave because I get complimented. I'm told I would be a beautiful woman. In fact, Billy's doing my makeup on Monday. But I just wanted a book. At least my, I tried an hour. They got me. If I let you do my makeup, will you ring me up? Ooh. Why are you looking so damn pretty? Stop it. For Christ's sake, why do I come here? Self-esteem. It does. It'll boost your self-esteem. And then you leave going, 
What the f*** is going on? <laughs> it's crazy. The world's gone bananas. Uh, let's get ourselves a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one. We'll scream it together because we're all best friends. It's 98KUPD. It's out of control now. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Oh God, here it comes. Oh, hot, 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 And away we go. It is Friday. It's, uh, when did that happen? It's that Spectrum show. It gets you going. You lose track of time. People are emailing me. Like, the ones watching, it's, it's impossible not to watch. And what really got me curious is that it says, Love on the Spectrum USA. Like, wait a tick. We've gone around the world with this? I know they had a British one, but this is the American version. What just, is, what's that like elsewhere? I'm in. Every time you say that, I just keep thinking of Neil Diamond's song. Love on the rocks. <laughs> Love on the spectrum. <laughs> Ain't no big surprise. Pour me a drink. And you look in my droopy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday's gone. I don't like being tickled. Octopuses are cool. You could go more Neil songs. <laughs> they come to America. We, we should do. We should redo Love on the Spectrum. <laughs> Love on the Spectrum. Little Mermaid had some big surprises. Grass is green. My mother has big feet. They're, they're, when they introduce them, their facts are hilarious. I don't like being tickled, and I really hate hockey sticks. <laughs> First, you say you want me. Then you look away and say the waiter's cute. It's uh, it's all over the place. You're right. Now that's all I'm going to see. I see. <laughs> that's your fault. You did that. <laughs> Time for another installment of what the f*** going on? Oh, what happened? Uh, I'm I'm watching an internet news story yesterday, and there was a celebration. It was a wedding. 250 people attended this wedding. Big wedding. Yeah. Uh, totally normal. Off they go to the honeymoon. And it's a recap of something. And I'm looking and I'm like, dude looks funny. Never a close shot. Like, that looks weird. What is my, what am I looking at? A woman married a rag doll her mother built for her because she was lonely. And then she got pregnant by it. Nobody's saying she's crazy. She had a little rag doll. She built the baby rag doll. Okay. But she had to marry the big rag doll because she didn't want to have a baby out of wedlock. Is this a spectrum? 250 uh. people attended her wedding. Then someone paid for a honeymoon. There are pictures on the honeymoon of her and the rag doll at dinner, both with meals. They left the baby back. I don't know. Do you get a sitter or do you finally admit that none of this is necessary? Baby stays with grandma. I hate this world. In the interest of, <laughs> what the f*** is going on? Where are the people to tell other people, you've lost your mind, we need to put you in an insane asylum? My friend Kurt uh, was 
lost it a little bit. He's a great person, one of the funniest. Still to this day, I will stand by the fact that Kurt is one of the funniest people I've ever known, despite the last however many years of how his life has gone. And he's fine, but it's he started to have some delusions. We all started to notice a little something wasn't right. I wasn't hanging out with him as much, not because of that. It was just work and all this other stuff. And then you, I got a call that Kurt was having uh, problems mentally and tried to cut his own head off because the voices in his head told him so. Had any of us been around that, all of us would have been like, hey, you're talking to – because he isolated himself completely. And I don't know how – but you have to look at something and say, oh, you're crazy. You've gone crazy. You don't attend that wedding. You send a note back and say, I can't believe anybody is uh, accepting this behavior. She's marrying a rag doll. And then there's pictures of it. Let me put this scenario together then. So All right. take your buddy, Kurt. Would you go to this wedding? If Kurt was going to marry a rag doll, that's them on their honeymoon at a hoedown. Oh, I would go. Just for yeah, entertainment I'm going. purposes. I'm sorry. Alone. Her and her baby. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Her and her baby. I'm not. How can you not go? Because I, mean, I, I watch You the watch news. Love on the Spectrum and you <laughs> yeah. won't go to this? Yeah. This is, you're out of your Spectrum mind. people are real, Brett. <laughs> but like you said, I mean, one of the things you're saying, you can't go to her and say, knock it off. Yes, you can. I think there's something deeper. You, it's <laughs> telling her to with, knock it off. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying okay. knock it off. I'm saying have her committed. Do what they did when they were right. This, there's nothing about this new acceptance world that's good. Yeah. If Kirby started to dry hump rag dolls and then come to you and go, hey, old pilot, I need a couple bucks for the wedding. I think I'm pregnant. You'd be like, uh-oh, my daughter's gone insane. Time for medical attention 24 hours a day. Let if me make ex- some calls, honey. Yeah, and if you accept it, it's, well, it's just a phase she's going through. She thinks she's impregnated by the rag doll her mom built You're her for long. I'm going to tell you, you're also crazy. As a friend, it's not a phase. That's something that has to be stopped now. Yeah. That's called living outside of reality to a point of danger. But, of course, we live in the world where, what the f*** is going on? Permeates through normalcy, and people attended the ragdoll lady wedding. Now, Brett, I understand your your motivation to attend the wedding because it's a freak show. Yeah. But more than likely, you're probably not going to get an invitation because it would be recognized that Brett's there. <laughs> to throw rocks at the ragdoll. And it was a shotgun wedding, by the way, with the ragdoll, because she right. was already pregnant. Is she hot? I would also have the... Uh, is she hot? She's yeah. not bad. I'll say that. She's actually better than you'd think. Like, But that even is more proof that she's kind of well, crazy. Not bad. Because she can't get a guy looking like that, which means something and as massively a, as a parent, I would think I'd feel bad or feel sorry for sending her on, like, on the honeymoon? You think? you're going to get humiliated. Humiliated? You should feel bad that you gave your daughter, beyond humiliation. Letting her do that. For, for letting it get to that point before yeah. you got a bunch of doctors involved. If you've got enough money for a honeymoon, you get enough money for a week's stay in a facility. She said, it was a wonderful day for me. Very important, very emotional. He's the man I always wanted in my life. Married life with him is wonderful. We don't fight. We don't argue. He just understands me. Like Nathan Sutherland at least had the decency to do this with a living creature. Marcella was a faithful, wonderful husband. All women envy me. When my mom made Marcella and introduced me to him, it was love at first sight. I didn't have a dance partner, and I loved dancing. Then he entered my life. Here she is with her vows in the ragdoll. 250 is anybody people laughing in the background? Attended. Like in the back? <laughs> I, I, I hope so. 
There they are at the pool on the honeymoon. He's in an inflatable. He's wearing his Rocky sweatsuit, too. I don't understand. Maybe he's just embarrassed by his physique. <laughs> I mean, he, he dresses his, up nice. He said his only downside is he's lazy. He doesn't work, but I'm a warrior. I'll keep it going for all of us. He got me pregnant, uh, and he, <laughs> he didn't take care of himself. He didn't use a condom, she says. These uh, are her words. i got to pull this up here. Yeah. It's insanity. What the f*** is going on? What happened to us? Why in the world? Why, why did we do this? Why, why are we not telling, why are we not telling the, the, the criminally insane they're criminally insane and then we wonder why stuff gets shot up or people drive trucks down crowded streets? It's because we're afraid to tell crazy they're crazy. Something about everything being normal just isn't working. I like how she's doing the, uh, yeah, the thank yous home? during the uh, speeches yeah, she, right here. She has and he's to. standing up as well. Right. Well, he's, <laughs> he's available for them. He's just not he's, – he's a man short on words. What rec center did they get married in? Yeah, look at the, the people. 250 of them showed up to this. I think she just went to a crowd. There they are in their bubble bath on their wedding night taking photos. And then I looked, and I'm like, this, is, this isn't... Here's her first dance. Like, this is a joke, right? Like, people are goofing it's on it. It's It's not. I've, like, several different news sources covered this thing. When I saw it on the internet, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm watching one of those Onion stories. When the Onion couldn't think of it because it's too absurd, you're crazy, and you need mental medical help. We always say that, like, mental health's important. It's, there's no shame in going to a psychiatrist. There's no shame in getting help for your uh, mental state. But then we allow this and say, oh, it's totally okay. No, it's not. It's time to start pointing at crazy and saying okay. crazy's crazy. There's okay. extra crazy on the pregnancy. Where He got me pregnant. Yeah. I took the test. It was positive. I didn't feel contractions and pain. Seeing the placenta and the <laughs> yeah. umbilical cord she built it. and the blood made it real. She built one, Brady. Also gained some weight during the pregnancy, according to her. She put on five or six pounds during her ragdoll pregnancy. Picture the baby. He's a spitting image of his dad, so because he was sewn by the same stuff. What the f*** is going on? <laughs> yeah, what'd they do? Ran out the local YMCA? I mean, look at that. Yeah, it's, it's like patio furniture in the reception. You, every day I scream in my own head or out loud, what the f*** is going on? You know what? She's happy. No, stop it! Oh, they went to Rio on their uh, on their honeymoon. <laughs> All Look at that. Crazy people are happy. The Joker was happy. All crazy people are happy. That's the point. They're a little too happy. We got to start pointing it out. If you've got a nutbag kid, or you've got a friend that you're like, oh, you lost your mind, man. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have you. Do, what happened to the men in white coats? Where did they go? You just keep this up. You're gonna have a couple people with white coats at your door. Used to be a thing. And it was a good th- Oh, you're an old man. That was before we accepted just everything anyone ever wanted to do. There she is holding her baby in a maternity ward. So she took it to the hospital. And they let her in. And they're like, all right, just, you know what? It's, it's just gotten too risky for us normal people to point at nutbags and worry about losing our jobs. Nurses and doctors are like, she thinks she's pregnant with a ragdoll. Just let her in, play pretend, throw some blood on her thighs, and get her out of here. Yeah, why the couple that is actually having a baby has to wait. Yeah, there's some Rooms like, taken. Yeah, like like my, my my friend who had a stroke, a tia in his eye and started to sink, had to wait in the waiting room because of people like this, because doctors aren't allowed to go, what the f*** is going on? <laughs> I scream it every day. 
She had a Cabbage Patch Kid in hospital. They sprinkled blood on her thighs because they didn't want to make her upset. You put her in a home. You do like, you know who was right about all this stuff? All of them? The Kennedys. <laughs> they had the nutty kid they kept in the attic. They're like, oh, we got company. Put her up in the attic. And they were right. At, that, at a certain point, they just didn't know what else to do. That's what you do when you're unwilling to put them in a facility or a home. You, you hide them from society. You don't have a 250-person wedding and a honeymoon. It is, you, no. Can you imagine the, the birthing, how much red yarn you'd have to use, oh, and then the, yeah. the woven placenta? Yeah. It would be like Muppets. The Muppets give yeah. birth. Yeah. But again, it's normal now, Brady. That's a totally <laughs> normal thing. Completely. John, what if the baby came out and mixed? <laughs> it's the wrong fabric. Yeah. <laughs> and then the ragdoll's sitting there like... <laughs> I don't do know. I have some explaining to do. <laughs> I mean, he's dead quiet still because he's a ragdoll. <laughs> Raggedy La Andre. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But they were covering it on the internet news as a beautiful thing. This this lady is just getting everything she's ever wanted. Not one person said this is a mental disorder. Somebody's very sick here, and this is nothing to celebrate. Nope. Opposite. It was the best celebration ever. She finally found her true love. An odd story coming from Brazil today, and I mean, it's fun. It's Did she buy fun. two seats? Yeah, oh, yeah. Playing the trap. I mean, they were buying at dinner. Look at the pictures. The thing orders food. What the? F- yeah, exactly, Brady. Say it as loud as you can. What the f- is going on? <laughs> we got to start pointing ourselves the right direction again. This is not generational. We've lost something. We've lost our ability to point out crazy. And then we wonder why crazy keeps going off around it. Well, this never used to happen. 25 years ago, people just didn't wander into grocery stores and start shooting everybody. What, what's the difference? Well, They wouldn't cover crazy back yeah, in the day, yeah. though, John. Well, they did cover crazy as crazy. <laughs> they didn't go, well, he needs, he's a good guy. He just loves ragdolls. No, it's f- you. We used to isolate crazy and look at it and go, that can't be with us normals until it's acting normal. Man. What's normal? If you're asking, it ain't you. <laughs> if you have to ask, well, what exactly is normal then? Get in the f- truck. We're going to wrap you up in some white jackets and bounce you around the, the padded room. If you don't know what normal is, you're the problem. You don't have to live in normal, but you have to know where it You don't have to know the lines. You have to know where that lives. Who are you to keep normal? Oh, ah, I'm called a normal f- person. That's who I am. And I live amongst most of my people. You lunatics on the f- out- lunatic fringe was a song because we knew Great they, they live on the outside. They don't really know what we're doing. The, you know, the society the civilization we need to keep moving forward so it doesn't just break free into it's like uh, spiders on a spider mom's back there's an organized social norm to that even amongst spiders and once it's broken it's chaos you can only stay so long and on then, the back and then what happens if you break it early they flood if they do it in their proper way they get off they walk around. They understand there's a semblance of normalcy occurring. But if you tap a pregnant spider with spiders all over her back on the back, they spread out and the whole thing breaks. That's us. The spiders on the back are starting to run around a little too much, and we need an exterminator. I'm not saying, like, you know, kill them all. I'm just saying, well, maybe I don't know. The, the ragdoll people, I don't think there's anything wrong with really, you know, 
putting a little of that medicine that uh, sterilizes you, and then keeping you in a facility where you just get to look out the window three hours a day. I don't think too many people complain. No, nobody would complain. No. You get rid of the if your neighbor showed up said hi. Uh, my name's Marcy, and this is Marcella, my ragdoll husband and my ragdoll child. And I'm like, oh God, we're moving. <laughs> this one's nuts. I'm like, well, no, I'm not. Everybody says I'm normal. There were 250 people at my wedding. Not one of them said, "What the f- is going on?" No, we didn't invite John. <laughs> I don't get to be around these people because they know I'll say something. I wish I could be around them. And the reason I wish I could be around them is because of that. You realize this is absolute bat behavior, right? You know that your kid is nuts and you're doing nothing about it. This is going to backfire eventually. You're going to have problems. I don't know what you're talking about. She's just happy. She's letting her freak flag fly. I'm like, yep. And that's going to backfire. I'm just letting you know. History of the last, I don't know, million years of humanity is basically when you wander too far off the reservation, you get rounded up. Screw you. I'm going to Rio with my rag doll. <laughs> right, go. Go nuts. Because you've already gone nuts. If you put a tie on and said, honey, how does this look? You look beautiful. Yeah, in case I'm in a picture uh, with Marcella the rag doll, I want to look nice. <laughs> You're crazy, too. You're not a real friend. You got something dopey going on, you say something to that person. My goodness. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's normal for the news to just act like, well, this is a what a bit. Everybody loves a wedding, don't they, Tanya? Today in Rio, like, no, this is a, this is a story about a crazy person. You, Oh, they're honeymooners. You're doing terrible <laughs> f- journalistic work. This is a story about crazy people. This is not a story about a beautiful wedding. Unique wedding happened in Rio, and I mean unique. <laughs> Tanya, we went down to Rio to take a look at this lady who married a sack of flour. I had a DJ that wedding for free. Yeah, I know. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Right around and, the and corner. Look, Brett, <laughs> I know you well enough at this point to know that, yes, you would have DJed the wedding. And about yeah, 45 yeah. minutes in when the mother said, we need you to start playing their song, um, Marcella's upset that you're not playing the right music. You'd be like, the rag doll? <laughs> Shh, don't say that. <laughs> what the f*** is going on? <laughs> it would have come out of your mouth. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> I guarantee you, you would have walked out. That's it. I'm leaving. This is a nut house. What a show you people are putting on. Man, it's going gonna, gonna to follow love on the spectrum. It'll follow up after that oh, with yeah. clutch love. Well, that's the thing. Brett, would, love. Brett would have been like, that was cool and the gang was celebrate again. Um, I'm leaving. This is nuts. If I get one more complaint from the family of the groom, he's a ragdoll. Now Marcella's going to get the garter. Yeah. And she's going to shoot it out there. Will everyone on the groom side? <laughs> we need Elmo. All these different. Winnie the Pooh. Can't believe the I'm. Floor. Can't believe I'm f- saying this, but will every but the fathers and mothers of the groom <laughs> please get to the dance floor? I mean, no. Jeff Dunham shows up. Yeah. <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> I say it every day, and it's just getting weirder. Nothing's normal. We, we don't point it out anymore. That's why I guess. And still- now a toast from the best. <laughs> How do they I'm do not their sure vowels? what that is. Yeah. The best sack of hay will now give a toast. <laughs> All the way from the feed store. They just pull the chain. Oh, the yeah. farmer in the dell. <laughs> this is a raggedy ant. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> Thanks, Woody, for that beautiful toast. <laughs> To infinity and beyond. And the other uh, groomsmen have spoken. Well, wonderful, wonderful day. 
Yeah, you would lose your mind in the middle of that. You'd be there for 20 minutes would be like, wow, the spectacle. And then when you're actually having to work and hear from the the father's uh, parents are very upset with you for playing that uh, song Cracker Man. <laughs> no, I'm not playing Ragdoll from Aerosmith yeah. again. <laughs> all right? I draw the line. It's, it's offensive. It's offensive to his people, the Ragdoll. All right. Well, I just have to ask what the f*** going on one more time before I leave. <laughs> no one has answered it yet. But yeah, the fact that it wasn't done as a mental health study or some sort of a, this is pretty sad, isn't it? This lady's going through so much that she's uh, having delusions to a point of marrying a rag doll. And we're not looking at that as, uh, you know, everybody's, everybody's such a hypocrite and such a liar. Simone Biles has mental health disorders and can't do the Olympics because we, we as a society have to be more aware of what mental health is and help her and look for the signs. Well, there's a lady marrying a ragdoll in Brazil in front of 250 people. Look for the f- signs there, you jackasses. <laughs> Married a ragdoll. Get me back to love on the spectrum. At least those people are always just dead on the money with their assessments. This food is hot. There we go. Now I'm back to normal again. And they're the spectrum people are the reset button to insanity. They're the default. They're human default. They're just like, whoop, this is our actual base model. This is this is what it happens if you never like this is the base model and then this is the thing and then this is the ludicrous Tesla. Yeah, it's marrying a ragdoll right now and has a whole bunch of stuff it doesn't need and nobody really points it out. And there's no reason for your car to make fart sounds, but nobody seems to point that out anymore. <laughs> Lunacy everywhere, all around you. So today is the day that I say if you see somebody, see something, say something. If somebody's doing something bananas, Can you point anymore? Huh? Can you point anymore at him? Oh, yeah, point and say, point? freak. Yeah. yeah, we need to start. Uh, when the freak flag flies, uh, uh, acknowledge freak. That is my new movement for 2022. Acknowledge freak. Freak. Who are you to call me that? You're the one letting your freak flag. Fr- uh, you're all proud of it. Freak. I met your husband the other day. When you lifted his paw towards me that was stuffed with uh, hay and cotton, I realized, oh, uh, she's insane. Why am I nuts? Why aren't you the crazy one? Oh, there's so many reasons why that's uh, easy to answer. Ma'am, your husband's flammable? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we're all flammable, but <laughs> I mean like, right. ma'am, your husband ripped. <laughs> but he comes with a warning. Yeah. Husband, your husband's leaking little beads all over the floor. Well, by the way, your dog got hold of uh, your husband. He's all Yo. over the backyard. <laughs> you might have to restuff him. Little fire scarecrow? Yeah. What's going on, Brady? And no, my friend, it is not okay. And I know you're a nice person, but even you have to sit back and go, that's that's too much. If Kirby wanted to marry a ragdoll, and what Kirby wants, Kirby gets. Yeah. Not that. If, well, Ronnie would step in and do something about it. I think you'd be planning the wedding. I don't want to get in the way of her dreams. Oh I'm going to listen God. to the game yeah. plan. What do you want to do? <laughs> Sadly, how many, I, kind of people? Spread are we how many people? At? I mean, I already know. <laughs> Don't have to worry about his side of the family yeah. feeding them. Yeah, there's the cost per plate on <laughs> oh, that yeah. side. It's a better wedding. I'm more for me. It's gonna save some Brady, money. unfortunately, that's not true. Because I saw photos of the rag people with <laughs> plates. I would love your theory. Ooh, rag to, people. The rag people. Yes, Ooh. I am racist towards rag doll humans. I you. hate them as a species, and I think they need to be eradicated, especially when they start mounting ours. If they're impregnating uh, the human species, yeah, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Inanimate objects getting you pregnant, 
you need a doctor. You don't need a wedding dress. Like immediately. And you're probably not getting out anytime soon. That's not going to be a quick cure. But what you don't need is dinner for two coupons. The guy sitting next to the blow-up doll. Yeah. It's just, but I'm lonely, and this helps me get through my day. Well, what you need to get through your day is some uh, psychiatric evaluation. And they have facilities. 24th Street and Van Buren. Whole big building built just for you. You go down there, you wander amongst your own. You sit down with some people who are going to talk to you about your fascination with ragdoll love. You need to do the share thing from uh, Moonlighting. Snap out of it! (laughs) Yeah, or that. To have somebody smack you in the face. The Italian way. (laughs) What the f*** is going on? Snap out of it! So, it's not normal. And your kid's probably not normal. So keep an eye on it. I'm getting tired of the freak flag. Yeah. I like... I think everybody's weary of it. Normal flag. I like the American flag to just... I'm not talking about you gays. Get on. Not everything's about you. The freak flag. The one that's... The, you know, even... even yeah, the even the gays like are tired yeah. of it. My gay neighbor's like, ugh, I don't even know what the Q is in LGBTQ. He goes, they want everything. <laughs> and then plus. They just added a plus. So anything else they want to add in there. Ragdolls. Just, yeah, the R's are ragdolls. Redskins. I don't know what else you can Ooh. add to that. No, no, I'm saying, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. the people that, you, that are still fans of it. You can have those. It's the... the <laughs> If you're already look, if you're already offended by that, you're the biggest pussy on the planet. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! No, I've been saying that for hey, all hey, of my hey, years. We stopped that. It was never a thing. Yeah, anything, anything offensive can go into the plus category. I'd like to apply for a letter, please. Uh, N LGBTQ uh, plus N. What What does N stand for? Um, us normals. We want in. We want in on this insanity. Uh, folks just getting by day to day, trying not to disrupt life for everyone else. That's all I'm trying to do. Is that uh, still a f- thing or is it it's not? me, straight yeah, arrow. Straight arrow and trying not to get in everybody's way. Is that still a f- thing or are we all nuts? Did you say straight arrow? Yeah, I did. I, I am a straight arrow. Well, that's offensive to. All right. Then I, I, this, I, need, to, I, I need to be in your group because I'm tired of being the one that's being looked at by all the lunatics saying he's too normal. Get him. I want to start LGBTQ plus N, normal. So we want in on this lunacy. A guy who just goes to work, does his job, goofs around a little bit, has some fun, goes home, and then uh, has to sit and wait for his phone to ring to say, you know, when you said straight arrow this morning, we got calls. Really? What the f*** is going on? We're going to have to let you go. Why? What? Why? And you called January 6th the dust up, and there's better adjectives for that. Oh. Okay. I'm sorry, but Joe Theismann, John Riggins, and Jim O'Shea were Redskins. Right, yeah. Joe Theismann went into the Hall of Fame as a Redskin. Okay, we're going to have to let you go. What happened? What the f*** is going on? Yeah, that team doesn't exist in history or otherwise. We've men in black that. Oh. And now it's not men in black. It's men in African American. now. can't say that color. I saw that you bought some Negro frijoles at the store. We're going we're gonna to have to let you go. Huh? Yeah, you can, you're white, first of all. I don't know why you just didn't buy black beans. And yeah, guy, you're What color. am I allowed? Am I, I pin, Pinto? You're red? Not, you're, Can't get red beans. Don't appropriate beans. Dark beans? And white navy yeah, beans. White navy beans for you and clam chowder. That's it. What the f*** is going on? She was at a wedding this week. And this lady married a rag doll. Oh, you're nuts too then. No, no. I'm the normal one. 
Do you throw rice at it? He's full of rice. It would be like throwing blood at the bride. John, if the mother made the rag doll, would that be incest? <laughs> well, she did make the rag doll. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. What saying. She birthed the rag doll technical. Oh my God, you're right. This is a now it's illegal too. Anyway, I like that. David Carbo just made a T-shirt already with just a big finger pointing outward from your chest that says "freak" <laughs> underneath it. You freak. Point them out. That's all we got to. That's all I ask is we point out some freak stuff. Uh, anyway, that's my that's today's segment of what the. F- I don't get it. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats, Brad? <laughs> Wake up song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Get on the trails this weekend because the weather's not going to be too bad. So check out all their uh, all their new inventory out at actionrideshop.com. And, uh, well, here we go. We got uh, Static X on with Stupid. <laughs> See there. No Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> yeah. uh, Black Eyed Peas, let's get retarded. Oh, uh, hey, let's get it started. No, there is. Oh, I know, yeah. I know. It's the original one. Hey, by the way, can we say now, no one was further ahead of the curve than the Black Eyed Peas member, Apple Day App. I just realized that the other day. His name was Apple Day App before we had Apple phones and before there were apps. Wow. I didn't think about that. He knew something we didn't know. Taboo, not so much ahead of the curve in the Black Eyed Peas, but Apple Day app and Will I Am or William, pretty amazing uh, forward thinkers there. Apple Day app, they, they were they were popular in like 2004. That's when Let's Get Our Word came out, and that's way before Apple phones. Hmm. I had a BlackBerry then. Yeah, that was the big thing. Apple came out in like 2008, I guess maybe seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dead milkman taking our words to the zoo. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that song. I love that one. Mudvayne, Megadeth, uh, Three Days Grace Parkway. The new Ozzy is on there. Uh, John Cafferty, Hearts on Fire well, for I mean, your show. That's coming up. Uh, Aerosmith, Ragdoll. <laughs> Allison Chains, Bleed the Free. Ragdoll might be the one we have to go with today. <laughs> Let's go with Ragdoll. Right. Little Aerosmith this morning for uh, for the gang. Ragdoll will work. Yeah, the big show is July 23rd now. Saturday, so it's July official. 23rd. It is official. Right. It has happened. When uh, the tickets going to not selling. Just oh. a fee at the door. All right. It's going to go to the Humane Society. Uh, proceeds heading out there. I think, I mean, we're going to do, it, there'll be a segment of the show solely dedicated to the Rocky montage movie themes and some movie themes. And then the rest is just going to be stuff for my birthday because my birthday's that same weekend and the boys are like, let's do this. this. So it's just going to be th- themes for, but it's all Rocky based. The whole, the whole objective of this is to get the Rocky montage song sung live for the first time in a bunch anywhere on the planet. It's got to be true. I started thinking about that last night. I'm like, there's no, nobody has ever done all the Rocky montage songs, plus a few others, like Karate Kid and a couple others were thrown in there that, that sparked by everybody's favorite montage songs. And there's like eight of them. And they'll just go clunk down right in the middle. And then we're going to do like my favorite TV show, not the theme song, but like moments right. from I Think You Know What That Is. And, uh, you know, things that kind of go, because it's going to be a video extravagance. The boys are working hard. Frank Stallone in this? Uh, the song? Yes. Far From Over's End? Absolutely. All right. Looks like the Frank right. Stallone dream is not going to come true. <laughs> Damn it. No longer getting contact with Frank's busy. How could, how could Frank be busy? Frank's a little pricier than you thought, and also no Frank is busy. <laughs> and Frank's people don't get back to you after a while. I had a few emails back and forth with Frank's reps. But Rocky theme, you're coming you know dressed as Italian oh, festivals. Yeah. There are we're, we're going to have Rocky. Summer, uh, everybody on stage is going to be rockied up. Everybody's going to be so you show up in your favorite Rocky stuff. It's all for Sly. I'm he's, ordering. He's 76. I'm right? ordering the Rocky three sweatsuit. Get on it. That's perfect. And and that's the Italian flag, oh, yeah. black one with yep. the Rocky in the middle. Yeah. 
Great shirt. I've got a bunch. Uh, Chris already has his stuff. I've got my thing all set up. Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. That's all we're going to do. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. So uh, there you go. As uh, Ragdoll's ready to go. So this is for this is the song that the bride played after the husband walked. What's going on? And for their first dance, we would Sarah say, Smith. Yeah, and you would say, I'm leaving right after this. Uh, I'm DJ Brett, and this is insanity. You people are nuts. It's out of control now. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Do you have music for our, uh, oh, we have a great host today. All right. Yes. This is exciting. Uh, everybody Where's in the Jake world, is he hosting this? Oh, we can't have this one. There's too many words. Do you have the theme to space? they like 2001. Although this song's phenomenal. Oh, Bowie. I'm starting Take to think about the uh, Halloween show, by the way, since our Stallone show is uh, postponed. Yeah. There's so many dead people. And we did Bowie Suffragette City, and I just heard this about a week ago, and I'm like, oh, man. This would be so hard to make entertaining on a stage. It's so yeah. boring. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we've got our host for our Dumb Guy Space Trivia, and he is brilliant. I don't know if you guys know about uh, this, but uh, whenever you're ready to leave, you can just cue me. Uh, he is here right now. Uh, stretch. Outside. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to stretch because our guest is uh, outside. People don't know this. Uh, this is a, a character that nobody's ever met before. But he's an amazing human being. And I didn't even know this guy existed. He's been walking around the building all day. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Shaquille O'Neal deGrasse Tyson. And he's in here right now. Come on in here. This is unreal. What's up, Space Bridge? What's up, Professor? How are you doing? Hey, I'm sorry I have to come here by myself today. Shaquille O'Neal DeGrasse Tyson. Nope. <laughs> same song. <laughs> that was the same song. Here we go. Now we got my theme. I am Shaquille O'Neal DeGrasse Tyson, Space Genius. I couldn't bring my assistant today, Charles Stockley, because he didn't want to come. But that's all right. We're going to do this on our own. Brady, did you know that the only two planets in our solar system that have no moons are Mercury and Venus? I didn't. That's right. Mercury and Venus, two moons. Two planets with no moons. Did you know how many moons there are? They're in our solar, 176 moons in our solar system. Confirm. That's a lot of moons. That's a ton of moons. Brady knows all about moons when he was back in his college days. Throwing moons out with Scummy Dick Douglas and Tom Brenneman. Moon and Dead Girls for Pizza Pie. Can you dig it? Oh, Wait. yeah. Dumb Guy Space Trivia. Any questions for me before we move on? I'm Neil deGrasse. Shaquille Neil deGrasse Tyson. From Planet Gold Bond? From, that's exactly right, Brady. He's from the, the general of that. General Planet Gold Bond. I'm the general of the army of Planet Gold Bond. Serving nothing but Papa John's. On this icy hot day. That's exactly right. <laughs> Throw them all in there, Brett. You get it. Let's go to the phone and see what we got here. Uh, John is on line one. John is a dumb space guy. I will help him with that. John, are you there? <laughs> I'm here. Welcome to Shaquille O'Neal deGrasse Tyson's Dumb Space Guy Trivia. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Are you a space genius? Uh, yes, yeah, sure. All right, right. Let's find out exactly what you got here. <laughs> all right. On his best day. How many moons over Miami could Brady eat? <laughs> <laughs> On his best day. Let's say, let's say he haven't eaten for 24 hours. 
Which is a record. Oh, uh, shoot. On his best day, hasn't eaten for 24 hours, I'd say two dozen. Two dozen moves over my hammy is correct. <laughs> All right, you, you passed the qualifying question. This one, easy as pie. Which is the second smallest planet in the solar system that we uh, inhabit? Oh. Second, uh, second smallest planet. Mer- what? Mercury. Incorrect. That's the smallest planet. Ah. Second smallest one is Mars. All right. Time to go, dumb space car. Here you go. <laughs> He's not here now. He can't be here no more. Hello, I'm Shaquille O'Neal deGrasse Tyson. Who's on line two? Chris, are you there? Yeah, Chris. Chris, welcome to Dumb Guy Space Trivia. Have you ever had moons over Miami? I have not. Too hard to order? <laughs> Hello? Hi. Hello. How are you? Chris? His wife needs to pay his bill. That's right. Here we go. You know who you called, Chris? Here's your Dumb Guy Space Trivia question. Are you ready? Yes. Which planet is larger, Neptune or Saturn? Go. Neptune. Incorrect. <laughs> Dumb guy space trivia. Nah. You know. <laughs> All right, let's try another guy here. We got Patrick on the line. Patrick, welcome to Dumb Guy Space Trivia. Are you trying to follow what's going on with the uh, telescope? Uh, let, are you answer the questions? Are you trying to follow what's going on with the telescope that sent back all those pictures from billion years ago? Yeah. What do you uh, do? You yeah. have any thoughts on what's going on in space? Not even a little bit. All right. Which was the space shuttles what blowed up? There were two. Challenger? That's one. Um, Apollo? Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> Apollo was not a space shuttle. Hero! Clubber? Clubber Lang and Apollo. <laughs> Apollo Creed and Clubber. We should have named all the space shuttles after Rocky Foles. Oh, yeah. The Drago, the Clubber Lang, the Apollo. All right, let's go to Jamie on the line four for Dumb Guy Space Trivia. Hello, Jamie. I'm Shaquille O'Neal, DeGrasse Tyson. How are you? What up, Shaq? Is everything going well in your world? How's your space? My space is good, bro. All right. I'll start with the same question. Qualify as the last guy. Two space shuttles blowed up. Name them. Challenger and Columbia. Challenger and Columbia is correct. Nice. All right, he gets out. you got to have fun. I'm going to make you answer three questions. Question number two. What was the name of Captain Captain Kirk's ship? The Enterprise. Enterprise is correct. We might have a smart space guy here. One more question and you get to the south and change. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is going to be a tough one. Good luck. I'll get some multiple choice. Uranus has only been visited. Shut up, Brady. Uranus has only been visited by which spacecraft? Voyager 1? Deep Black Probe or Voyager 2? Which has Uranus been visited by? A Deep Black Probe. That is incorrect. <laughs> That's Uranus, not Uranus. Oh, wait, what? Trick question. I thought it was my anus. <laughs> no, Uranus only been visited by Charmin 3. <laughs> oh, it's Voyager 3 then. It's Voyager 1, dumbass. <laughs> I'm sorry, that says Voyager 2. There wasn't a Voyager 3. Come guy, here you go. We'll go blind for one more because it seems like all of them were blind to begin with. Hi there, who's this? 
Hey, this is Brian. Brian, I'm Shaquille O'Neal deGrasse Tyson. Welcome to Dumb Guy Space Trivia. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready, sir. All right, good luck to you. I'm counting on you to get something right. Okay. Which is the only planet in our solar system with supersonic winds? Seattle supersonic winds. That would be uh, Saturn. That is Saturn. You say that is Saturn? Incorrect. It's Neptune. (laughs) This is too hard. Dumb guy space trivia is too hard. Brady, did you know if a star passes too close to a black hole, it gets torn to shreds? Every time. I knew that because I'm not a dumb space guy. It's very true. Star has to get close enough to a black hole. Gravitational redshift, they call that. I know everything there is to know about space. Quiz me. Ask me something. Go. Space question. Can you breathe in space? No. I told you I know everything there is to know about space. Is the moon made of cheese? Yes. Little known fact. Was the Where did go? in Space Jam? Space Jam 2 is terrible. <laughs> is there a man on the moon? Space Jam 2 caused COVID. <laughs> is there a man in or on the moon? Oh, in. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> you can see him every night staring back at us with his tender face. His name is Carlos. Do you know which planet is known as the Morning Star? No. Venus. Venus is correct. Brady is correct. Wow. Who sang Venus? Bananarama. Who sang it first? Uh, Frankie Avalon? That's exactly Jones. Of course he knew the Dago. (laughs) Name two members of Bananarama. Shirley the blonde and one Jenny. and the brunette. The blonde and the brunette is correct. <laughs> These are the types of trivia questions you guys can know. Within a billion years, how old is our solar system? Four billion years. Four point five seven billion years is correct. <laughs> hey, Brett. Yo. En- Yo. Enceladus is one of Saturn's smaller moons. How much percentage of the sun's light reflects off of it? Uh, One, two, ninety, or none? None. Ninety. Incorrect. <laughs> you know, you know. None of you are very good space people. Unlike me, Shaquille O'Neal, DeGrasse Tyson. Shaq Harrelson over here. You know. You know. All right, that's enough. I'm going to leave now. You guys try to discuss space stuff. Next time you bring me in, I'll straighten your asses out. Shaquille Neil deGrasse Tyson, back on my spaceship, all the way to Planet Goldbond, where I'm the general of all armies. Papa John, Army Patrol. <laughs> What's the name of my spaceship? Papa John. Shakaroni. It's a Shakaroni is the name of my spaceship. Ooh, I like it better. Let me ride that. That got sexual fast. <laughs> I know my cue. See you, Professor. How's my space ass taste? Icy hot. That's exactly right, Brett. It's an icy hot space ass. <laughs> wow. Wow. I kind of like Shaquille O'Neal deGrasse Tyson. And we're all stupid. And it's okay to be stupid, everyone. That's for sure. Thanks, Shaquille O'Neal deGrasse Tyson. It was nice to have you. The hot releases are coming up, and we've reset ourselves back into no more space talk today. Because it's too hard. It's 98 KUPD. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 KUPD. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? 
Look at this. Hey, Brady, look, right there is Mike Watkins. He's a legend in this town and now uh, everywhere and in just unbelievable. I have to start before you even say a word to me. I have to start by saying this. Yesterday, uh, you were on the phone with our producer, uh, Dick Toledo, and you said it's not really my documentary to talk about, the, the keep, or, uh, keep Sweet documentary that you're part of. That's everybody's watched and gone nuts for. But you are the reason there's a documentary. We like to you realize that. You, you know that, right? Uh, you know, that's You're a big so chunk chunk. First of all, good morning. Good morning to you, Mike Watkins. And uh, thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. Yeah, I, got the, I got word yesterday that you were hunting me down. We were. We, well, we've been, we've been talking <laughs> uh, about it. But, and yeah, here's the other thing. Great. And I appreciate it. I'm really more interested in what you're I, – I, I sort of know the story, so I'm interested yeah. in your guys' reaction. But, uh, you know, honestly, my – uh, the reason I got involved in that is that I was been ambivalent, and everybody who does a documentary on this subject at some point or another contacts me and asks for my help. Or, yeah, and I understand that, and and that's that's kind. And for, throughout my career, I've thought telling the story was the most important thing, so I will share it with anybody. Yeah, I've been screwed a lot of times by oh. my colleagues for doing that, but the bottom line is this is not it ain't my story, and I, and to the extent I'm a part of this history. I'd, I'd like to clarify what I see as this history, and this history is two or three generations of very brave women oh, yeah. who got out of there. And you know, you can gussy it up and try to say that the reporter did something, or some goofball private investigator, or some famous author. And you know what? That's a lot of the the, the handful of men who helped in this cause are men who merely did their jobs. I did my job. I got paid to tell stories, but I was lucky enough. I, you know, coming from that background, I came here at a time when there was sort of the perfect storm. We had a handful of brave women who were stepping forward and raising hell like never yeah. before, and they needed a scribe. Now, how did that happen? It's still because going on. As that well, and it will be. I, I tell people they, those guys were doing up there 120 years ago, and odds yeah. are they're going to be groups of them doing it somewhere 120 years from now. Yeah, and don't, that ain't going away. The right. theology is sort of now bedrock for yeah. a lot of people. And uh, that theology has definitely been used in these contexts to sort of be the justification for, as we see with Be- Warren Jeffs, pedophilia. Yeah. And that's not uncommon. And, uh, and you know, and just growing up there, I knew the secrets and I felt it was my obligation to tell the story more, uh, more pointedly and in depth than it had been done before. Yeah. And fortunately, I hooked up with some crazy crusaders <laughs> who were really the, the women – whose shoulders the women you see in that documentary stood upon. Yeah. I've now been around long enough to see two or three generations, and men can go and take all the credit in the world and bull, bull, bullshit so many oh, failures in Arizona. Yes. You but see, the, you just haven't learned. But the bottom line, <laughs> uh, but the bottom line is it really – this is a story of some heroic women over the course yeah. of a couple of generations that changed their – started a revolution – and change the world. Yeah, but uh, but the the key to it is though that there it takes it takes that. Yes, I agree that you were just doing your job, but you got to put your hooks in because your job was. I like putting my hooks. It was fun to watch. I dove sort of in. A, you you dove into I this and of, uh, became legendary for it because had you not been interested in this, 
Yeah. It would have just been a passing interest or a salacious story well, that local news would have jumped. And that's and that has been the history. I mean, we there's been explosions of his uh, big events that have captured headlines all around. You know, there was a raid in 1953. Yeah. There have been and which changed Arizona's history. It forced a governor out because there was public reaction to that raid back in 1953, which was probably justified. A raid against the yeah. They the said uh, Governor uh, Governor Pyle Howard Pyle. This is history now yeah get into it the bottom line is you know the history arizona has had a long rich history in utah too because these two communities are you know straddle the border and uh so yeah governor many years ago howard Pyle sent cops in there because they they thought about underage marriages and and they raided the place unfortunately the arizona republic and the uh and Life magazine were there, and they shot photos very similar to what we saw in Texas, right? That's what I was you know, the yeah. women, uh, the children, the uh, women uh, grieving their missing children and husbands. You know, it was probably heavy-handed, but the point was right because yeah. the wrongdoings were going on then. But because of the photographs, the sort of un- untelegenic photographs. Uh, for the cops, yep. uh, it, it, literally Howard uh, Pyle lost the governorship because based of that. on that, and it became the fifth. It became a, a toxic rail in politics. Everybody said, "Look, it ended Howard Pyle's career." Yeah, you don't touch and, it. And, We're not and, touching. And, 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 the, and the people wow. up in the Colorado City and uh, Hilldale knew this, and they realized we're Teflon. Yeah, they're never going to come back. That blew up in their face. And it blew up in their face in Texas. I mean, the history repeats. And fast the forward, wrongs are, have been there and continue to be there. Which, on the documentary, though, one you know, when you're at that point where you've been covering this, and then all of a sudden the raid happens, yeah. and then you had the other version of you know, you got Oprah going through their Dateline, right. and that must have been just. It was well. Tough. It was, it was a hyster- It was a hysterical moment. It was a, a funny moment in my career. When right after the raid, there was a day when there uh, the FLDS's longtime lawyers, who I've been belly bumping and fighting with for years, <laughs> I know these guys. Anyhow, there one of them standing at the uh, big uh, ornate uh, secure gates down in Texas, and he's literally literally letting every reporter that wants to because they've got assembled all the moms to yeah. do their pity yes. party down there. Well, we I, I'm there down down covering it while all of this is going on. Literally, satellite trucks are going down there, and and crew vehicles, and every every idiot with a pen and a piece of paper calling himself a reporter was let in. As I'm walking towards the gate with my camera guy, this one of their uh, Salt Lake attorneys sees me, and he, "Hey, you, you're not welcome." And I was very. I'm. I've never of been on that. Them. I literally every reporter in America, including Oprah, who did a disastrous and disservice yeah. to the job. She built it the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. she just. I mean, she's a lot of people like her. It's that's one of the. It's a seductive story. Every yeah. po- reporter wants to get the inside, and and the people who have paid no dues and made no contact sort of just. Okay, well, if you give me access to the inside, I won't ask the yeah. hard questions. And that's clearly the deal with the devil that many of them, and I think Oprah made, and it did a great disservice to child protective services Completely. and their efforts because after that, they just gave the kids. Let me ask you yeah. this. Like you went through this whole thing, and again, it destroyed governors. 
It destroyed people who tried to open their mouths in the a past. Handful and there's people. Mike Watkins, you know, yeah. popping up there with his, you know, clearly a, a little bit of an. Can't you yeah, see? Yeah, he's got a little bit of an extra uh, attitude towards this whole thing. I just know. I just I grew up there. I was a, I, I grew up uh, uh, in the area. Baptized? No, I grew up in oh. Salt Lake City. Oh, I was in that. Baptized a Mormon. I have yeah. polygamist ancestors. My wife has polygamist ancestors. And so it was always a thorn so, in your well, side. Well, it's just I, I knew the, I knew the story. I yeah. mean, I've been fascinated by this sort of. When I went to college, I got a degree in anthropology, which is basically a, the study of society right. as sort of a, an organism and how does it sustain itself. And I really looked at, you know, I look back and I, it, it wasn't so highfalutin back in the early days, but I look back and I think, you know, in many ways, what what my re, my reporting has, has been is sort of a, a forensic uh, ethnography yeah. in uh, in the terms of uh, anthropological study of how a culture that is very well defined sustains. Itself. Yeah. What are mechanisms in place? The, you know, the weeding out of the boys became sort of an industrial effort. Uh, the systematic predation on the younger and younger girls to keep that crop. You know, you need to do that to sustain the organism. But wasn't the, the downfall the field? The downfall of the entire thing. It seems as watching the documentary was their uh, their step away from the fundamentals and to start to stretch the boundaries a little bit. Like Warren Jeffs even started to make the people inside start to ask questions, which was the cancer to the whole thing, where a few questions going, wait a minute, you know, Rulon did it a, a way that we can all say might not be normal, but what he's doing is definitely different and which caught the eye of a bunch of other people and finally broke that whole, oh, my kids, my kids uh, media attention that, that could sway it the other way. There was no... The, the the audio tape that broke you in the documentary and made it you know how hard it is to make my stomach turn and I'm watching that thing and I'm like I'm sick like I am yeah, sick to my well, stomach of that audio tape yeah, that's where it off. went different because Warren Jeff took it to a, a new level of disturbing well and I would agree with I, everything you just said I've some of us who have been fighting this uh, for a long time some sort of laugh uh, sort of darkly about this. That yeah. Warren was the best thing that ever happened because all this bad stuff was happening yeah. before Warren. But I've likened him to sort of the Caligula of polygamy. Right. He was the he was this 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 little uh, son of the the court. He was a, just a went prominent mad. family dad. They were the rich Salt Lake versions. Most of these are hard scrabbled people who live on the Arizona Utah right. border. But there was sort of there's always there's a class system within the FLDS. There's, and. Uh, and Warren came from a very favored family, took over reins from his decrepit father, yeah. and and just took every a bad situation and, and like Caligula it. just made it because yeah. he just has horrible uh, you know appetites yeah. for young children. You know, he got busted. I was watching an interview that I did with one of his nephews named Brent Jeffs who really brought a lawsuit, civil lawsuit that broke up the, the corporate trust up there because he says Warren raped him, basically sodomized him when he was a little kid. This is all part of the record. You know, there's so much of this this dark story to tell and, and Netflix had a limited time. Yeah. I think they did a great Did you job. like the documentary? You know, they, they they did what – the one thing when I told them, uh, I, I – 
sort of researched the pedigree of the people who were putting it together and they'd done some significant stuff. And they assured me that it's like, you know what, I don't want to be involved in this if you're going to make this the story of some knight in shining armor who yeah, saved this. Right. This is not some famous author who wrote a book right. and changed it. He, it's not. It's a, it's, a, it's a story of just a, a bunch of brave women who were abused horribly in this systematic yeah. way and stood up and said, hell no, we're not going to let yeah. our little sisters and brothers go through the same Did you? And it's amazing everything. how they yeah. and, and, and anybody who – I can like name you the, you know, the 20 women over the course of three generations and I think their, their name should be inscribed down on Wesley Boland. Build something for them. Because you know, they're heroes and they – this was the, the worst human rights crisis that had just uh, metastasized right oh. in the center of America and nobody gave a damn yeah. for a But what's frustrating is it no, still no. continues. You know, people are. You know, look and at that, look at, look yeah. at some of you know R. Kelly is. Somebody else, some other Svengali nut. I've covered. Yeah. I've covered cults all over. I mean, you know, I think in the context of America today, there's a couple of profound questions. Certainly, it is the the uh, the treatment of women and how they're. You know, certainly with Roe Wade, this. I think there a lot of this becomes more, and then people's willingness to give their beliefs over yeah. to a con man charlatan. Oh, I, and I, that's I hate. I that. I think I these are watching. profound questions for yeah. the moment. But when, Two generations. when you're born into it and you're not allowed to ask questions, there's almost a guy emailed me and said something completely poignant and said, you have to remember, Warren Jeffs was born into this. Yeah. And, and he wasn't defending yeah, him by any means, but he goes, this guy didn't know how the world worked and then had a screw loose. And that's all it took to make it so obscene because it was. Did you have... Now, you're trying to take this whole thing and, and shine a light on it for years. Did you have, obviously... Uh, blowback from them coming at you and your family. Uh, I Warren uh, notoriously put a, a, sort of an ecclesiastical hit out on me and a, a cop buddy of mine, one of the few law officers who actually did his job in this thing, a guy named Gary Angles, who's a, who has been forgotten by history, but he's one of the few guys that actually made a difference. And Warren put out some ecclesiastical hit on us during one of his ceremonies, <laughs> telling his followers. Don't, and I, I don't lose a lot of sleep over right. this, guys. But, yeah, I've been – you know, I certainly belly bumped with their attorneys sure. and all of the guys up on – Another sub-story to this is the law enforcement agency up there, the cops. That's in Colorado City Marshal's Office, who were just Warren's paid enforcers. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I belly bumped with those guys on multiple Was there games. a time at any point where you're like, oh, no, this is this one might be a little bit pushed, touchy? And at least, you know, maybe you're not worried, but you've got – I need to back down. you got, got kids, well, you've got family, you got yeah, things to worry about. I guess. You know, did I, it, did I, it, I did uh, – I didn't uh, – I'm not smart enough, probably, <laughs> to uh, be was be fearful for myself. I was, you know, I've taken precautions for my family sure. over the years. Yeah, yeah, I and, mean, and because a, that's the nature of what your job turned into, which is no longer the fluff guy at local news in between weather and and uh, house fires, was like legitimate old fashioned journalism news reporting, yeah. which was I, well, thank you. It's unheard of now, though. They really don't have it as much. It's more salacious than it is actually. You know, bright light kind of uh, journalism. Yeah, I, I, I've been retired now for four years, and when I occasionally look back, you know, at what's going on, I, I'm glad I'm out because I don't know if I could function. Yeah, and that's the way I am. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that wouldn't allow me to function the way I functioned then. Do you go and back? I'm, I'm grateful to the station because yeah. they hired. You know, I'd been doing this for 20 years when Channel Three hired me. 
And those guys hired me because they saw me take a punch on television. Somebody yeah. threw a punch at me <laughs> yeah. on television. And the next day I get a call, phone call from the guys at Channel 3. Come on over. Yeah. So they sort of knew that I was a wild man. They hired me and God bless them. They did what – they didn't do what most uh, people do. They hire talent and then say, we love you and then they yeah. bring you on board and say, now we want to change. Right. Did they, did they – They never did that. Did they put up walls for you trying to go after the never. fundamentalists? They no, let no, you go. Yeah, no. They had – they showed um, an amazing amount of courage to yeah. allow me to go out and do what was in, you know, sort of inherently risky on multiple levels. Yeah. Uh, you know, Especially back local. in the early 90s, the, 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 the Mormons – Getting confused with the fundamentals for the general oh, public that, that had to scare Channel Three. Yeah, well, and yeah, I, I, yeah they, but no, they were very courageous. And I never, I tried to make the distinction. Am I blown? Is that your phone is blown? Uh, yeah. You got fans. Uh, Mike, yeah. Mike Locke just no, has it's my parole officer and my bookie. <laughs> well, we know it's not your barber. <laughs> yeah, Let's talk yeah. about this. Yeah, well, yeah, now the yeah, hair yeah, just yeah. came out of because uh, you were a straight laced. I saw you at an AJ's once getting attacked by a, a mob of middle aged women that were loving every second of seeing Mike. Uh, Locus wow. in, in the wild. That close from FLDS. I, I, I long for those days. Yeah. <laughs> well, not the lady that was attacking you that day. But still, uh, she was like very annoying and following okay. you. And you're like, well, you okay. want a picture or not? That's yeah. basically what it was going. And I'm like, just leave the man alone. Yeah. But uh, straight laced, you know, slick hair. And then we see you in the documentary. is not something I'm No, that's what you often. looked like, though. No, I get no it, one right? knew. And then you show up in the documentary. And the first thing I'm hearing is, have you seen the documentary? And I'm like, not yet. Have you seen Mike Watkiss's hair? And he and he lives in and amongst. It looks like you're just constantly doing research. You're in a bunker. In your bunker. Well, that yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that that was not my uh, that was not my uh, that was sort of no, just some place they brought you. Well, that was I, someone that was else's a, bunker. You no, know, yeah. it was a studio. That, yeah, okay. It, it, it was. It, we were worried you were confined. living in there. Yeah, and that you're you know. Look at all the files. Haven't been outside because yeah, we haven't well, seen you in four years, yeah. and you come back and you're. And you're Jesus. <laughs> well, I, uh, that or people will say that or Charlie Manson. Or Manson. It's Manson yeah. Christ kind of. It's a, it's a great band one. name. Oh, that tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. So I, was in a, I was in a sauna in my at my gym and sitting in a sauna, you know, the circumstance. And some guys in the fog sort of away from me, it sort of shot, thinks it's funny and says, so how did you get the swastika off your head? <laughs> I'm thinking, dude, I don't, I don't even know you. That's and, a good one. Uh, that's a little that's a, personal. That's a, Come that's on a now. great joke and brave. <laughs> yeah, for, brave. Well, for a yeah, stranger and, and, to say that to and, a guy. And right out of the fog, and I'm you know just sort of a lump in the. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you get you get through this. Are you uh, as a guy who's been kind of dedicated to this for so long, and maybe you've disassociated uh, more than I know? Uh, have you been? Um, are you satisfied with all that's happened? Enough to walk away from this whole thing because you've said it a couple times here. It's just a thing that's going to never. It's a perpetual cycle of nonsense that you can't stop. But are you satisfied with your place in that and what you've accomplished? Well, you know, again, what a number of people have accomplished. But uh, there, you know, there are two things that, again, looking in hindsight, I can make much more sense of it because it was just a wild, wild sort of guerrilla warfare journalism when we were doing it. But looking back in hindsight, the, the things that we accomplished, we sort of exposed Warren Jess for what he is right. and got him incarcerated. And uh, to the extent that his followers want to know that or not know that. But we got we, – we, we put the prophet in prison. And then the second really critical thing that's not as sexy, but uh, there was a federal uh, trial 
yeah. in Phoenix just before I retired, and the, the Department of Justice basically went in and sued the two towns for wide sweeping discrimination. They took they wrenched control of the, those two cities away from the ruling did. Uh, away from the cult and it took the cops away from them. Yeah. So now you've got a they got a brew pub up there. Yeah. They got a coffee shop up there. I so zillowed I, it when, when I was, was looking. When was the last time you were there? I, I I shot a little snippet for a film, and it was the last time I went up there. And it was a couple. It's of years beautiful. Ago. Yeah, and it's one of the most gorgeous spots on earth. And that's yeah. you know I think people are rightly concerned that suddenly now developers are because it's now doesn't have the weird. Right. And, and so there's now a whole drama about who's going to go up there. The, the, the thing is, for many years, the, the church controlled all of the land. And yeah. anybody got out of yeah. it, even if you, you – you have to build your own home with your own money, but they own the dirt. So they're great extortion tool. You get out of line or get crosswise and profit. Get the hell out of town. Yeah, you're gone. And, well, a, a brave woman many years ago got kicked out and went to court and, and, and got a ruling that made them give her fair mar- – yeah, you guys can kick her out, but you got to give her fair market value. Yeah. That was one of the you know a pivotal lawsuit involving so a they woman named people Lenora out by, oh they just, throw people yeah, out yeah. whenever they you don't give, you don't want to give up your daughter right now get out of town and literally people would just get through, you know a family with you know a man two wives and and sixteen kids could just get booted out of a home or the man would get kicked out yeah or the and and in latter years they they started separating children from parents and there were like large groups of kids sort of really in in, in collective care. That, that there were real no parent figures. I mean, things got really bad uh, for uh, the the people still. And, and the, the sad thing is, Warren Jeff's victims. Yeah. Are they're not outside. They're not perpetrating crimes against others. It's against the people who are always the victims. Yeah. The women and children in his own culture. Yeah, and it's crazy because you can't talk them out of it. What drove you out of it? Are you still uh, – this had to kill any spirituality or religion well, that you could yeah, have. Yeah, well, I'm not, a, I'm not a real – I'm not at all. A spiritual yeah. or religious yeah. man. I'll just leave it at that. But I were did, you I, growing I, up and then you something clicked? You're like no, too I many questions never, in your I don't, head? No, I don't really feel like I ever had any real skin in the game. Right. I and never, family I still never involved? never believed this. Yeah. My, my family, yeah. uh, no. Nope. Uh, my wife's family, uh, to a large extent. Very yeah. uh, still involved. Not, not the fundamentalists; they're LDS and yeah. nice, yeah. very nice people. But so you know, and I, I had an uncle uh, who's been long since dead, but was in the Council of the Twelve Apostles. And wow, those are uh, many years ago. So he's my he's my one link to sort of my uh, my street cred. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, go, you got a little Mormon, <laughs> Mormon okay, street but, cred. No, I, yeah, I grew up, I grew up like... in Salt Lake City. I, I was baptized. I have no hard feelings, but I think yeah. most religions uh, have you yeah. know are. are I'm real suspect of most of them. Yeah, Mormon Mormon uh, street cred is sort of the lemonade stand of street cred. Wow, that's beautiful. I'm going to get some lemonade and go down and sit on that Alice in Chains bench and ponder. You like our bench? Oh, man, I love that. Beautiful, right? We had to put the chains on it because people would skateboard. We needed a, we need somebody okay. to break and that. It keeps and them then, off. Yeah. And they then it, it became obvious. That yeah. it was Alice. This is easy. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Mike uh, uh, Mike Watkins is here this morning, and of course, uh, everybody's going nuts over the documentary on Netflix. Uh, your work to 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 throughout an entire life, and you got a book called Murder Mayhem uh, PTSD Story Hustler. Story Hustler Murder yeah. Mayhem. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, and it, it is about like we talked a little before uh, you, we opened the mics and stuff about how I said, "Why did you stop?" And you said immediately burned out, and it wasn't the stories, it wasn't anything else. This type of life of exposure, exposing things in media, and as ugly as media has gotten, 
has got to play with your brain. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I walked out, uh, I think, uh, feeling good about things and certainly yeah. amicably with the station, I hope. And I just – I realized I'd been chasing bad events and going to the worst things that had ha- happened in town every day in my life for 40 years. And I realized – Just hit the of, wall. Yeah, I just sort of hit the wall. The last few years were difficult and thank God I had a great partner, James Apolitegi, a camera guy who carried me through most of it. But When you it, say things had fallen apart, what, did you, what, what was different? What started to happen? I just, you know, I just, I just was tired. I just yeah. realized I wanted to go in and I felt like uh, for 40 years I wanted to go in and, and with the mindset that the story, whatever story I'm doing, that's the most important story of the day. Yeah, and you know, and I just, I feel like I sort of carried that to the end, but it became more. I just was worn out, and Arizona's uh, summers will wear you down. Oh yeah, so that you know, twenty five years in the, and I just I'm old and I, and you're done. And, and what's I, dro- I, I, I just drove the machine too far, yeah. too fast for too long, and, and I had to stop. I got too many miles on. So do you summer. think that there was a moment where you started like you you just had trouble motivating yourself to make this story important to you? No, I mean I feel I feel like I st- I gave it everything I got till the last day, and I hope, just, I hope yeah. You know, no, it was always but, great. But like you I were always. Re- I just realized that you know, I, I there, and I was really. St- I wanted to finish the book, and I had started getting a few opportunities to do some acting. And honestly, that sort of. Oh, okay. And I thought this is the time to shift. I'm, I'm worn out. Yeah. I'd rather go have somebody hand me some lines that I have to remember. Go up, right. hit my, you know, know my lines, hit my <laughs> hit marks, mark. and yeah. go home, yeah. Yeah. and not have to carry the burden of producing this damn thing yeah. from one episode to another. It's just that the the day to day grind of daily television. Yeah. You know, wore me out. Do you have any stories that you did that you you ground out, you you worked on, and realized I am making a mistake? Like this is like I'm I'm not comfortable with what I'm doing here, or, or is there any that you regret? I guess being you know, like, I, you dug a little deep, and you're like maybe oh, I'm digging. Oh, dude, I did a, I did stories for a current affair that were I remember that tabloid trash. Yeah, you know, yes. and, and yeah, I'm t- I mean, there's definitely stories I hope I hope have gone off into the ether and nobody ever sees again. Really, you know, but that's it. I think I did. The, it, some days you just fill in a new, the, yeah, you're just time. beast of a news. They need material. They need, but, the- you know, I I tried to to the extent, and I didn't have the opportunity you have to sort of work your way into these positions but you get to a position where you have some say in what you're doing yeah and uh you know i'm grateful that a lot of times they would listen to what i wanted to do you mentioned uh writing the book that yeah. one of the reasons you wrote the book was kind of to apologize to your kids and oh, it's about my, yeah the book uh, story hustler is dedicated to my daughter and my son and it i, I tell them this is my mea culpa this is why your dad's so crazy yeah these are the stories. Did you have Sit- a tough relationship with him? No, during no, all I, no. I, 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 uh, throughout all of this, and again, I'm, I'm not asking for any sympathy because everything I've done is self-inflicted. Yeah. But my family has been, you know, I, I got my beautiful wife, and we're together forty years almost, and my kids are great. So they, they've kept me sane. Yeah. I'm so this is this is you basically saying thanks for allowing me to be. Mike Watkins, well, the lunatic, for yeah, as long as I've been. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> you know, and, and I'll tell you that uh, I would never. This took a lot of, away from my family and being on the road and doing these things, and I never would have done it without my wife. Yeah, she was she was sort of the moral and spiritual because she understands she understands it in many ways better than I do, and uh, without her, I would never have done yeah. this stuff. Now, so. you, I would describe you as intense. 
<laughs> okay, so that's how I would say. What would surprise people about Mike Watkins? That's like, uh, here's the teddy bear part of Mike Watkins. What's the what's the uh, the thing you're like? All right, if people uh, my, knew that. My daughter, if she's listening to this, is rolling right now. Yeah, because she knows. Well, you know, I don't. I I always tell people I'm going to let. I I just sort of done what I've done, and people somebody else can write the obituary. Yeah. So I don't. You know, <laughs> if I you don't, could write your own. What would you write? Oh boy, see, I wouldn't do that. You I, wouldn't. That would be utterly <laughs> unfair. I'd rather. You know, Mine would just say, "I'm sorry." Yes. That's my obituary. Sorry about that. You think? <laughs> Why do you have to be sorry? About yeah. I don't know. I, you I, entertain I don't know. people sure. every morning. I'm sure somebody. I'm sure everybody it's deserves informative, one. Informative. It's entertaining. I, you know, no. like I say, most of the most of the best camera guys that I know. Yeah. And they're the coolest people in the business. All listen. To they like show. us. Well, that's yeah. good. Then they're dark. So, yeah, There's something so, wrong with them too. Play, I was listening. Come down. I love the yeah. music. Well, thank you. Oh yeah, we got some good stuff going. Great what stuff. about your book? Uh, should we know? Uh, Story Hustler, Murder Mayhem, PTSD. What about this that uh, that you haven't told us? Is something that you're like, man, I just had to get this out. Uh, well, you know, I made the face off with the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, and sitting as close as I am to you guys talking about the nature of evil. That was pretty with fun. him. Oh yeah, with uh, yeah. Uh, Richard. What was that like? I am fascinated with yeah, serial yeah. killer. I, it's interesting uh, the Netflix uh, thing on Ramirez. Yeah, if you listen to the, the, the opening second, yeah, there's a quote with Richard saying, "We're all evil." Yeah, that's my that's my interview. So that's I actually have two things on oh. Netflix. I have a little clad. I don't know, they, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I see, uh, ambushing Elizabeth Taylor on an airplane, uh, Fun. waiting for Marlon Brando as he's coming out of L.A. Uh, lockup to. Uh, get Christian out of jail after Christian oh, interaction right. yeah. where I got Marlon to answer a couple of questions. And it was like, you know, I felt like this is my one scene with the great yeah. Marlon Brando. And I just empathize with him as a father because yeah. he's not an actor right now. He's a concerned dad yeah. bailing his son out because his son is crazy. And yeah. Yeah. Guy. yeah. And that had to be like oh, those, dude, those are those moments too where empathizing has got to be difficult because your job is not to oh, empathize. Oh, I'm jockeying with – 40 other crews and throwing elbows with camera, you know, yeah. the reporters to get up. At, and Marlon goes walking by with Robert. Uh, who was he with? He was with, no, Robert Shapiro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the lawyer. Yeah. Uh, attorney. And, uh, and Tito. And uh, oh, who? But, uh, not Tito, uh, his son, uh, one of his other sons. But they, So they come out and everybody's barking questions. But I got a big voice and I shouted and Marlon stopped. And I got a couple of questions, you know. It's just the the, the cool. advantage of having a big booming yeah. voice. It yeah. was kind of you know. it helps. And uh, but he stopped for a second, asked a couple of questions, uh, and then split. And it just it, I, the right about just having sort of this uh, this empathy for uh, father. Yeah, you know. which was hard to do in your position. Now, when you had Richard Ramirez, how long did you get to sit with him? Oh, I was in there. I see. I met you know, I. I he was uh, he'd been convicted of all the crimes in Los Angeles and uh, and he'd been sent up to San Francisco to face uh, one more 14th murder trial. He was already yeah, he was done. Through. He was done. But he was being held in a San Francisco jail. He'd never been interviewed. And I, I read that there were a bunch of his groupies that were punching each other out at the gates of the jail to get inside. And I said, I got to go up and do this. Story. Yeah. Went up, made friends with one of the girls. Next thing I know, she's taken me in and where she's, you know, she dressed sexy and Richard yeah. liked her. And she takes me in and I'm sitting there with Richard Ramirez while these other women are giving a strip show to some of the other inmates. It was a scene. Wow, <laughs> oh, dude. I write about the book. But yeah. I, anyhow, the long and the short of it is I may sort of, you know, made a connection with Richard and he agreed to do an interview uh, sort of as the liaison of this young woman who was his friend and, uh, and I made friends with. And next thing I know, uh, well, 
I went and interviewed one of his victims that had survived in the Midwest, yeah. and that sort of informed my interview because after spending time with this guy that he had shot in the head a couple of times, I was ready to go. I wanted to go punch Ramirez. Yeah. So I get in and we get to do the do the interview, and it's pretty contentious because yeah. I'm I, and it was a crappy interview. I What's was, your first I, question? I was do you angry. Remember? Uh, what did, uh, you know? Because you got to set that up to be. Yeah, either I think contentious I, may have, I may have asked him if he was evil. I don't. Oh, know. that's right. Yeah. I probably asked him how he was. Yeah, how you doing? You know, whatever. <laughs> how's the food? Where's sitting? <laughs> how about the how about the weather? Yeah, it's cold. Yeah, what's the, how's, how's that uh, gel yeah. grub? You don't small talk with him, right? The Alcatraz yet? Yeah, you but, don't. Uh, but you see, the interesting thing was he. I was sort of ticked off, which is not a good way to go into an interview. And I say this in the book: it was on a crappy interview. I learned a lot. But he had he had he wasn't going to answer any questions. He had written down sort of a manifesto, oh. and he was going to read the damn thing. And I soon realized that that's where he was going to. That was We're the goal all, for him. You know, men have killed themselves into this democracy, right? Democracy, and they, you know, everything he said was true. But he just <laughs> he just had a bunch of sort of satanic sort of stuff that he wanted to manifesto out there right. and read. So he had some good points. And so, and so I just started. Like, if that's what he's going to do, I'm going to. I got to knock yeah. him off this a little bit. And, we right. just, and, and it just became this contentious sort of back and forth. Is that available? Between, I need to check. It. It's I'm reading. It. I think it's on the YouTube. How is the lady a friend with – I mean that's what's oh, dude, This guy, like, uh, Richard, it was a rock star. He had, yeah. had groupies. His L.A. trial was full. Yeah. One, of, one of the groupies that was, had, was trying to get in to see him in San Francisco uh, after the L.A. trial was one of the jurors of the L.A. trial, a woman who uh, had convicted him. But now was going up there and fighting with the other girls because she was, yeah. you know, she I, fell in I, love. I think she was enamored with him. Did you wow. feel? Did you feel the difference of him? I guess you would because you kind of knew going in what he was. But was there an obvious like, whoa, this is a different animal than the human species we're dealing with? No. I've interviewed a, a good number of serial killers, and people ask me that all the time, yeah. uh-huh. and uh, I say no. Yeah, because they have to blend. Let me tell you, I've never met a serial killer, never covered a serial killer who takes on somebody that can fight back. They all sneak up in the night and attack people. So when you're sitting face to face with one of these guys, most of them are not real tough guys. You know, they're punks who slip through windows and shoot people while they're laying in their beds. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so if it's if it's just sort of am I I got some could. Yeah. I mean, Richard definitely was. He had a look, though. I mean, yeah. And he he, he loved and played it a lot. Yeah. But and his backstory, the one thing that the Netflix uh, thing about Ramirez did not do, they did a brilliant job of talking the story of these two great cops who tracked him. Great story. But they didn't really do much backstory on Ramirez. And and he's a fascinating character. And the one thing I tell people. He, he was a real bright kid, young man. Yeah, I he sensed that that he was a kid. But he had a he had an uncle who was basically a serial killer while he was yeah. in Vietnam. In Vietnam, he loved to kill Asian women, and uh, and that became sort of and and Richard grew up with this guy. He boasted about killing yeah. women while he was. A, that was a, the cool uncle. The cool uncle who who Richard was present uh, in a kitchen when that uncle shot his wife in the head. Yeah. You know, so the backstory. Uh, you look at a backstory like Ramirez, and you think uh, this kid's probably going to go off the rails. It really is just a question: how much? Yeah, that's why I'm fascinated with serial killers because that nature nurture gets involved, yeah, yeah, and it's very sure. rarely nature. Uh, and there's a little bit of it that has to be there, but to me, the nurture side of it is almost always like, oh, 
you took something that may not have been okay and then showed it ten things that were definitely not okay right. and encouraged. Yeah. You know, you, you, you lit the flame. The, the pilot was on. Right. You decided to light the gas because almost everyone you study that has that did not just have normalcy. Yeah. There was always something you trace back and go, this, like the Ramirez thing has several yeah. to where you're like, that built him. Yeah. And who oh, yeah. knows what he would have been otherwise, but that yeah. built him. And I don't know if that's an inherent thing or. Yeah, Bundy. I don't either. Yeah. I don't yeah. It's either. tough to watch Bundy's another one. I mean, you start getting into it and everybody's yeah. history is like, we built this. Yeah. So. That's the that's my fascination with serial killers is they can be manufactured. Do you find that different in a way? Yeah, what are you saying? The nature nurture. I, I doubt you know. I'm not nearly smart enough or educated yeah. to, to make a, a stab. Me neither, but, but I, it I, sounded I said, good. No, didn't but it? no, no. You're absolutely. <laughs> I find this. I think what you're saying is absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know, but I feel the same way you do. Yeah. I'm fascinated. I think that this is why I brought the Ramirez's history up. You know, his crimes are horrific and uh, and. Uh, the cops did a great job of tracking him down, and yeah, and that's what but, we've been doing uh, for decades. He's so. an interesting cat, and uh, you know, and what what made him what he was as, as I've been I've thought about it. You know, it's again one of those little demons that I think about frequently. Yeah, you know? that's the fascination of it because yeah. we're we're you know we've been looking we've been trying to find answers. Yeah, like how can you prevent this from happening? Uh, yeah, or, how, you know, if, if like I can, what creates? Well, that, by the time it? you're looking. It's too, too late. late. Yeah, yeah. You know? Know, wouldn't it be great if we just walk down the street and say that's the guy? Who's yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would be great if video but, game uh, lights but, showed up know, over bad from guys. Teddy Bundy to uh, Dahmer to uh, you know to Richard Ramirez and you know, you put them all yeah, up. You there. can't predict the unpredictable. Know, it's crazy, uh, man. It, I could talk to you for hours. I would. It would What's be great. Which just it's awesome yeah. to meet you and, and see you and the things that you've done. And I've lived here for a long time and just watching you do stuff. <laughs> Locally, let me apologize. Yeah. <laughs> See now you're like blanket, me. blanket pardon. Everything's I'm sorry. You're just like <laughs> me. You you feel the same way I do. Let me just say I'm sorry for everything before we there even get go. going. I, I may steal the wine. From <laughs> yeah, it's I not guess I'll, it's a race to the graveyard. Yeah, exactly. well, I'm, I'm on my way, man. Right. Uh, but yeah, Mike Watkins. The the book is called Story Hustler: Murder Mayhem PTSD. Uh, it's available now if you want to grab it. I'm sure all over the internet bookstores, if those still exist, and everywhere else you want to grab it. Uh, and it's pretty awesome. How fast is this read? What, what are we looking at? Because I am a bad reader. 318, 318. Oh, that's, have you done the audio book yet? Yeah, that's, people are on me about doing that. I, Just record I mean, it here. Do you have the book with you? Yeah, we I get studios. We we record it right here. It'll be great. You guys have better uh, pipes than I do. Oh, please. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But the uh, yeah, it's awesome in that. And one thing you can leave us with, like if you were to tell somebody who wanted to be the next Mike Watkins, what do you tell them? Like you know, I'm sure you get that all the time. Uh, there's that old adage in the newsroom, fire in the belly. Yeah. Give me a kid that's got fire in the belly and, and when something's breaking, I want to go. Yeah. I want to go. Do you miss it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you? And when when, uh, when Ukraine happened, I was ready to just go you grab the go. camera. What's and, wrong with you? That's and, weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's like running towards insanity without a gun. And I, you know, and I've enjoyed. I think that I've been blessed to cover a lot of cops and a lot of firefighters. Love covering yeah. those guys. And firefighters lived at a firehouse for a long time. And uh, and I, I think that I was good at covering that because I understood the guys who wanted yeah. to run in. You get the mindset. Everybody's going out. Yeah, it makes I mean, sense I just, and that's perverse. It's not because I want to be, go be a hero. I just, I got to go, I got to go find out what's going on. And You're curious. What, what, I can what motivates you? Yeah. 
Driven by curiosity. That's a dangerous uh, thing. Oh, yeah, to get you. Can't get you in a lot of big trouble. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to do this. Uh, we called yeah. you yesterday. Yeah, well, listen, I yeah, again, I heard through some of my dear friend Mikey Smith and yeah. some of the gang that uh, you guys were looking for me, and I figured I better touch Yeah, you better show up. We'll find you. We guys, have people. But, yeah. yeah, you got people. Yeah, we'll come get you. Mike Wachtis, thank you for coming by Thanks here. And any anytime you want to come promote anything, plug anything, or just be bored and I pop come in. drink your coffee. Is it is it all right? Free coffee. Well, yeah, yeah, free coffee. I don't know if it's good or not. I don't oh, drink coffee. Good. All right, deal. Good. Mike Watkins, everybody. Thanks, the book guys. is available now. It's 98 KUPD. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Thirty Thursday. Ah, 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 Flying by. Uh, Brett's on his way out right now. If you guys want to help out and donate a case of water to help out for the Operation Hydration. I know on mornings like this, you're like, ah, it doesn't seem, uh, you know, it's, it's still 108 degrees. Nice little storm uh, downtown when I was walking around downtown yesterday. Did a little bar hopping just because, you know, the day freed up. Had a couple things just uh, go a different direction. I'm like, oh, and then I went home and Gloria the Maid was there. I'm like, ugh. I'm going to sit here all day with Gloria. It's just bad when you've got somebody cleaning your Never house. Never feel comfortable. No, of course not. Because you could be doing it. I had a bunch of stuff that I was supposed to do. And then two of them, I canceled one thing. And then two things were supposed to happen. And then one of those got came. I'm like, well, my day's over. Like, I've got time, which is great. And then I went home. And then there's this lady in there cleaning. I'm like, well, I could have come home and done this. So I should probably leave and act busy. I wasn't busy. Went downtown, started a hot bar. Megan and I bounced around a couple of cool places. And then Flavortown. <laughs> Just Get to, to use H and H Ranch a little yeah, bit. Yeah, use the H and H Ranch. Went down there, got the H and H Ranch going, and then Flavortown. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm just shuddering. It was it's 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 now I know how people who have been assaulted feel. Oh, I've been to Flavortown. <laughs> it lives it with you. But uh, yeah, so uh, a nice little storm went through yesterday downtown and cooled things off real fast. But uh, it's still you're down there. It's still 104. With the cool off, it was 109 yesterday. It's going to be that way too. It feels nice outside. The sun's not baking you, but it's still hot. We yesterday was something because uh, I, I golfed in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and um, I felt like I was pounding plenty of water the day before because I knew I was going to golf. Sure, man. I got home at about six o'clock. My left calf. You were cramping up. Knotted up. Just yeah. that left calf. It might not I be thought, just hydration. It's not going to happen. It might be I something know. you ate. A little more potassium in there. So I threw down a dozen bananas, and and that was the one thing I didn't uh, do. Usually I... Wilderness athlete stuff. That stuff keeps you going. Uh, But water is the key, and you can do it before, you can do it after, you can do it during, just keep doing it, and no reason anybody shouldn't have it. Uh, This city is humongous, and the fact that we live in 110-degree temperatures and we still have a problem with people dying from hydration, that doesn't make any sense. So Operation Hydration is there. Brett's going out 35th Avenue and Bell. To help uh, with this this morning at the Safeway. And you guys can drop off a case of water to help out. And Brett's going to have something in return for you. You can sign up to win tickets to go see Incubus. They're coming August 22nd. That's right around the corner. And a Five Finger Death Punch is right there next to him on August 26th. So Five Finger Death Punch and Megadeth, by the way. That's a big show. Uh, Brett's got those things. Plus a whole bunch of KUPD stuff as well. 35th Avenue and Bell this morning. Brett should be out there in about 15 minutes. So the crew's probably there now. If you're in the area, you can do that. Or you can go to 98kupd.com while you're sitting at home or on your phone. 
and uh, help out by donating right there. This is a direct deal. This is not a uh, a sideways, sideways, and then somebody gets something. This is you give the money, we give it right to the uh, the rescue mission. They get the water, or you drop the water off and it goes right to them. So this is not one of those things where we uh, we you know pay this group, do this, proceeds for that go here, this goes there. It was right to the water. Goes right fund. there. It's the water goes right into the hands of the people that need it. It's within a day, which is a fantastic thing. And the only way I like to really do these, we're asking you guys for help, and I don't want to pull the wool over your eyes at all like Guy Fieri would. I want to make sure that you get, are getting what uh, we deliver, and that's it. So if you want to help out, just know that this thing is on the up and up. Uh, yesterday, I didn't know R. Kelly was still in, on trial. I thought that was done, too. I, mean, I had no idea. but he The got, final sentencing was the only... Is this it? It was just the sentencing. So yeah. it was 30 years he got. So R. Kelly's going to be in there for 30 years. He's and, done. Well, there's going to be some no amazing music coming out of there. You think? Will he record or just write? And then I think it? he'll write it. Who's going to do the work? Like, What artist would be like, this is R. Kelly's <laughs> work from jail. He can't record. I'll do it. Like, what horrible human being would record R. Kelly's work? And what if, interesting point, he wrote something brilliant in there? Yeah. It's possible. People used to say he was a musical genius. I never heard it. I heard that closet song he did and thought it was hysterical. I believe I Could Fly is a pretty good song. Do you have your passport? (laughs) Right. Do you want to come to America? Looked underneath the sink. Bridget was a midget. I'm like, this all right. You call him a genius. I call him a a bad comic. But I believe I could fly was good, and he had a couple of hits. What if he writes another gem in the joint, and we're deprived of the art that could be one of the greatest songs of all time because everybody would be afraid to attach to him and say, R. Kelly wrote this in prison. Whatever system he's in, what if the inmates start writing that? And protesting that we need a recording studio in here. Yeah, because our Kelly's and the state so, has to provide it for the. So prolific that his work is just amazing, but it's crazy. Thirty years, I had no idea he was even up for that. And one of the girls that he, you know, if you watch the Surviving R. Kelly documentary, oh my goodness, there's some stuff in there. Like, man, this guy should probably be in jail forever. I'm not sure he'd write a song that I'd be comfortable with because it's like watching the old Cosby shows. When you watch the old Cosby shows, you're like, oh. I see what he's doing there. If he even says, like, tired or sleep or whatever, your whole brain turns around and goes, you know, Bill Cosby rapes folks when they're not awake. So it, it changes how you watch everything, and it's not good. So I can't imagine R. Kelly could write anything valuable. Another guy who does stuff and you're not sure is O.J. Simpson, and he's back. And O.J. just knows. He just knows. He was on Finger your, on the pulse. He's got his finger on the pulse. He's talking about uh, defunding the police. Now, if anybody would be about, you know, to stick to his story, he has to say that the police were against him and all in on it. you got to remember that the O.J. murders, and we call them that because that's who did it, but the O.J. murders hinged on the entire Los Angeles Police Department framing him setting him up, and following through all the way through the trial. That's what O.J. wanted us to believe. And guess what? It worked. There was enough question marks to say these guys set him up that the jury couldn't say that with any without reasonable doubt. That was the reasonable doubt that the LAPD had it out for O.J. All of them. Not one guy spilled his beans saying, oh, this is a conspiracy and the entire police department wants to get O.J., so by O.J.'s story, every single cop in Los Angeles was in on it, 
and not once in the last 30 years has one of them come come clean and said, O.J. was right. Uh, and I have to tell the truth because this is just terrible. You're waiting for a Tim Donaghy yeah, yeah, moment. Yeah, you're waiting for that, which proves that O.J. wasn't right. right. It was all crazy. Right. But, it, you know, but he's on. And they laid it out just, I mean, incredibly. By well, I mean, creating doubt. As far, here's the investigation. They they messed this up. Sure. And, you know, it's but that's his, that doubt. his story has to hold. So this is the guy that you'd least expect to have this take on the police in Los Angeles. Go ahead, Oge. Things was taking place yesterday at sea in Los Angeles. They voted to defund the sheriff's department. Huh? I think that's all wrong. You know, I, I spent a little time in one of our institutions, and trust me, we need police. We need the sheriff's department. I always said they should just redirect. Can some we of have that funds. one more time? Can we I have O.J. Simpson and, saying we oh, need you know, police? I, I spent a little time in one of our institutions it's and trust here. we need police. We need the sheriff's department. I always said they should just redirect some of those funds to better you training. Always said, I've always <laughs> said, yeah, uh, always to, said. Uh, expanding the IA, internal affairs of police who uh, um, investigate the police. Uh, but defunding the police as a whole or the sheriff's department as a whole, no. Uh, he just doesn't like the idea. No. I've just got to tell you, that if you take away... Police, there'll be no one to blame when you're free. And that's what we have to remember here. I, I know that when I kill someone, I need a scapegoat. And it happened to be the LAPD. That couldn't have worked out better for me. Hang on a so second. So we need the police. It's crazy. And let me set up behind these oleanders here. Oh, that's yeah, a he's good golfing. Yeah. He's got a nice uh, view, and he's got his oleander backdrop, and he looks like he's at Olin Mills. <laughs> Yeah, Brady, thank you for noticing the aesthetics of my tweets. Beautiful, OJ. Well, you know, I always was one for television, and I understood how the medium works, and you have to be aesthetically pleasing. Now, I'm still a very handsome 74-year-old man who has a couple murders under his belt. (laughs) Look at the you, You stumble through life and make mistakes. I've learned the hard way that you kill every once in a while, and then you blame an entire police department. And hopefully it sticks, and it did. So we need the police. Brady, Evan, if you were to murder your wife right. and a waiter, and then you were standing there, and they're like, you did this. Well, like, oh, my God. <laughs> What's my story going to be? You would accuse the people accusing you, and that was the police, and it happened to work out that they were all against me, and that's exactly it. And you're all for having IA up their ass. You've got to have internal affairs investigate the investigators, Brady, because when you accuse an entire police department, the second largest city in the United States, you have to mind your P's and Q's and make sure that the IA's in. Now, in my case, Brady, the IA was also in on framing me. I had, I don't know why every police officer in L.A. prior to me killing those people was against me, but they were. And so when I killed them, they framed me for killing them. And I don't understand why. When they could have just let the evidence speak for itself. I mean, I did it. It doesn't make sense why they would have framed me. It was blatant. But they framed me, and that's why I'm free, is because the framing of the murders I committed was unnecessary. We need the police, though. There's cops out there right now that I would frame. And I need them. Wait, what? What? what, Yes, absolutely fact. Now, if I get caught doing something silly again, you know, if I got to have a rough day on the golf course, come home, and bitch gives me lip, the next thing you know, there's going to be somebody dead. And I have to blame someone for that. And hopefully, the first person on the scene is a cop because it's been established already that they are all against me. 
if I'm doing anything here in Phoenix, <laughs> I'm, and a cop catches me, he did it. He he set me up. That's all that is. So we need the cops. Are you just saying that? Ridiculous. I'm doing Brady. You know me. I'm just saying. We need the police. Who are you going to frame? If I killed Brady right now, what am I going to frame? Toledo? That's, that's stupid. Nobody's going to listen to that. These two regular guys killing Brady. I need a, a I need a salacious story, and I can create that. Now let's talk about Roe versus Wade. Uh oh, no, no, yes, no. Let's, let's talk about it. Learner and Roe versus Wade. That's what I'm really into right now. Now, what did Kevin Roe have to do with abortion? I mean, why is he all mixed up in this? I don't understand a lot of things, but I know that Kevin Roe's a good guy. Uh, he supported me. He was my original choice to get me out of the the murders. <laughs> I, they said call Lerner and Rose the way to go. I did that. So Kevin Rowe versus Wade. I don't know who. Is it Dwayne Wade? I don't know what their beef is. But the Supreme Court shouldn't have to get in between that. And I think Kevin Rowe and Dwayne Wade should bury the hatchet the old-fashioned way like men Get together, to. right? They should get together, have some Flavor Town nachos in a trash can, uh, and just agree to uh, disagree, uh, but agree that those nachos are probably pretty nachos that's what, that's what i'm saying i would i would rather lick nicole's patio than eat at flavor town again that's, for sure. that's a gross patio there's a lot of blood anyway i'm just saying just me chiming in cops we need you i want you on the force i want a whole force out there because hit them straight juice that's right i gotta hit my ball now it's my turn but i'm just saying everybody listen up keep the cops in mind next time you commit a crime they're usually first ones on the scene. And in my in my experience, first one on the scene f- did it. All right. All right. I'll see you guys later. I'm just saying. All right. Yeah. OJ chiming in on oh, the police. He's golfing oh, with Mark Furman today. Is he? Yeah. yeah I got paired up. It said Simpson 2 to be joined by Furman 2. <laughs> I'm like, not this here. That's all right. Can you leave the yeah. state? I can leave the state. Oh, yeah. Sure. I'm a free man. I did my time for stealing my own stuff back. <laughs> Going and back and forth. Some other things. I was not guilty of the other stuff that no, I did. No, but I'm just saying maybe Look, karma. Those murders I committed, I was not guilty of that. That was the police department. True. Heisman belongs to you. That's, it was his. So, yeah, he, he got on Twitter yesterday and chimed in on Roe v. Wade. Uh, the, the hearings, the Trump hearings, yeah. which was crazy. And I think O.J. is just now... Officially, a spokesperson. I, we live in a world where OJ makes be sense. On the view? Uh, he's got to, it's got to be close. Yeah, and if I was those girls, I'd mind my p's and q's. <laughs> Let's welcome OJ Simpson, everybody. <laughs> okay, oh, okay. it's really him. It's he's coming in. <laughs> All right, hey, ladies, how are you? Mind you, mind your business and keep your mouth shut while OJ talks. All right, OJ would have been great for last night's governor's debate. That would have oh calmed those ladies. OJ needs to moderate. Ted Simons, I think you're great. You did a Mary nice Lake job. Would have stepped up to OJ. We got to get Ted out of there and put OJ in to be the moderator because then those ladies won't be so quick to run over the moderator. Smooth. All right, Carrie Lake. Now she just called you a name. <laughs> my, in my neck of the woods, and when I say neck of the woods, I mean it's coming off. That's those are fighting words. So Carrie Lake, you keep your mouth shut till I point to you. OJ would have kept everybody in line. Ted Simons, sorry, buddy, you got. You got run over by angry women. The period convention that was the the Republican gubernatorial debate was brought to you by fives. Those ladies were gushing. That's sexist. Well, if you'd have behaved like normal human beings, someone would care that I'm being sexist. But you all acted like a bunch of C-words. And now you want us to like you? No. Impossible. 
Decorum. Sorry. Decorum will win out. All one of them had to do was sit back and go, these ladies are acting like idiots. And I'm not going to sit here and listen to them yet. That would have, I would have voted for that person immediately. You know why? Because they had to sit back and go through a month or two of all the commercials that they couldn't finally go face-to-face. And it's like, all right, let them out of the cage. Half the commercials are done by packs. They're not even doing them. I know, but they hear them. Sure, but get over it. And you know how they yeah, explore, right. open that's, the doors up. I don't want people who are easily triggered by a commercial that's going to make them insane. I want somebody who can take a take a shot and let it run off their back a little bit and still trudge through the job, not lose their mind because somebody called them a name. Fake Lake is we said earlier, like a second-grade insult. That's nothing. Decorum is gone. No, it's, yeah, but I mean, if somebody says fake lake, you just let them say it over and people over. People in their 60s screaming yeah. at each other like they're in third. <laughs> right. Not Karen. Any boo-boo. Not Karen right. for Arizona. Fake lake. I'm like, we're on a playground. And one of you could win by just sitting back going, I can't believe I'm, I'm sitting in a it room with adults. just makes you wonder, you know, what are the what are, like, like one of them gets in and is governor. You've actually got your finger on the pulse of, of the entire state. <laughs> yeah. What are your meetings like? Oh, insane. And you I'd actually, like to be part of that. That would you, be fun. Yeah. But yeah, OJ is the moderator for Lake and Robeson because those two can't get along. Or just put down the uh, oil and a little kiddie pool and let's have these old broads go at it. That's who it is. It's yeah, I would like those to see two. that. Yeah, they're the, they're the leaders in the Republican side. I mean, I don't know how hard it's going to be to beat them. It seems going to be easy because they're nuts. They're women that, like, on a second date, you'd be like, oh, I see crazy in her eyes. It's, uh, I have to be. I have to be careful about how I break up with this one, because she's not going away anytime soon. There's going to be a lot of yelling and phone calls. I want to hear more about your six point plans? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to hear about any plans. I just want to. I want you to be quiet and just kind of maybe disappear from my life. I mean, there were like, we were getting close to like protective orders last night. For me, I'm looking at like maybe I should file one against these. These ladies are insane, and I don't think I need them within a mile of me. Just do that. Just file one. Just a waste of day. I'd love to have their campaigns have to respond Yeah, to just so they have to go to a courtroom yeah. and go, what's he talking about? I'm like, I don't know. I got nervous watching you guys. I, yeah. I don't trust <laughs> Please, you. Please, that'd be awesome. I, I was fearing for my life there for a few seconds. I could run into you anyway. I, I just want to disagree with you. I want a legal radius that you can't get within a mile. Where do you shop? Safe. I want to yeah. stay away from that AJ's because yeah. I'm sure it's AJ's or Sprouts. Oh, of course it is. Trader Joe's, maybe. Yep. But it was bananas. It was just flat bananas. I loved it. But O.J. talking about and that's the crazy part, that in 2022, O.J. Simpson, if you just get past who's saying it, is right. <laughs> and I don't like saying those words. O.J. Hey, everybody. O.J. Simpson is right. He makes a lot of sense, that guy. He does. Defund the police. That's crazy. We need the police. When O.J. Simpson says, come on with the defunding the police. I mean, if anybody would want a lawless thing and no cops, you'd think it would be him going, finally, those bastards got their due. Because if he actually believes he got framed by him, you'd think he'd want them all gone. No. Told you. He's logical. OJ's logical in 2022. What happened? Because he beat him. It doesn't matter if you beat him or not. OJ should not be the – you should never – and I do it a lot now. Like that, the video with that girl with the knife and the cop shoots her. Yep. And OJ's like, hey, you know, that cop did his job properly. You're like, oh, my God. What is happening? Oh, OJ's yeah. right, and everyone else is crazy. I, I don't ever want to go, hey, did you guys hear what OJ said? Because he nailed it. I don't, but I'm doing it a lot. His Twitter makes a ton of sense. 
compared to tons of people actually running for positions of power. I don't want to say that out loud. I don't want to, I don't want R. Kelly to come up with an idea now in jail and go, R. Kelly nailed this one. That was a really good point. You want your criminals to just kind of go, okay, go live your life quietly and stop making sense. Because I can't, I can't rightfully look at you and go, Man, Please, criminals, stop I hate, making sense. I hate looking at an OJ going, that guy's on it. If it wasn't for it. the uh, Vegas incident, he could be running. No, uh-uh, he couldn't. And the felony, the felony kept him from a lot of things. Attempted. But yeah, that's a pretty good thing that that because maybe he would have the ego and courage. Someone would. Um, that's why ear. Brady's right. Uh, you know what? I'm running for constable of Los Angeles <laughs> County. I'm gonna run the police department. And it would be the worst to have him stand at a podium and go, "Man, OJ's got some good ideas." And I'm sure OJ, some you're, you're of OJ's just, ideas are good. And you're sitting there just shaking your head yeah. the whole time. God damn it, this can't be real. He makes the most sense. What is going on in my head? How come no one can beat O.J. Simpson in a debate? What what kind of world do we live in right now where O.J.'s in the club, like the leader in the clubhouse with ideas? At a press conference and a murder investigation? Yeah. Yeah. Here's what's going on. Here's what we know. And trust me, that can change. What what snap would Carrie Lake have back at yeah. O.J. Simpson? Fake O.J.? All O.J. would have to do is go, you're losing to O.J. Simpson. <laughs> I'm just saying. You can't, Look you right can't beat O.J. Simpson. You don't deserve Look the right job. Look into the camera yeah. and go. This bitch is losing to O.J. Simpson. <laughs> like, he could win every single political debate with that. Make one great point. Sit back. Watch the person scream and yell and have just go. Have you seen the poll numbers? You're losing to O.J. Simpson. How unqualified are you? Like O.J. Simpson, people are saying O.J. Simpson's ideas are better than yours. How bad are your ideas? Time to go. You can't eclipse O.J. in an idea off. Say clips. Eclipse, not just clips. <laughs> Speaking of clips, Joe Biden and that bicycle. I mean, that was funny. Joe's only a few years older than me, and here I am. You know, bad knees and all, still walking around golfing. I look good. Speaking of look good, Vladimir Putin pointed out that uh, there is no Western leader. Well, look oh, as sexy yeah. without his shirt off. And, you know. and then they got into a debate on which ones that we could put up against Vladimir. Boris Johnson made the joke. And Boris was like, I probably shouldn't get into that. But I think we all agree that that Justin Trudeau, not in blackface, but his normal white body, would probably be the Western leader we would put up in a shirtless contest against Putin. This is what politicians are talking about while OJ's on Twitter making the most sense. Now it's, now it's how much you benching, bro. Right. So Trudeau, Boris Johnson, Biden was probably around but facing the wrong way. We're all discussing who would look better with their shirt off. Well, OJ was on Twitter making cogent points about the world we live in today. What the f*** is going on? What is OJ? And I'm actually getting to that point now where I'm like, well, this is a big deal. OJ's tweet should come out pretty soon. That'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm at the moment now where I'm like waiting for OJ to say something because he's making a ton of sense. Speak to me, OJ. (laughs) This guy said, Cameron said, my God, you've sold me, John. I like you. Like OJ again. (laughs) Like, he's he's won us over. Sorry about all that stuff in the 90s, you guys. But I, want, I think I'm going to follow him today. I my lesson, and I'm back. I make sense. I'm like, I make sense. And if there was a poster on Camelback Road as I'm driving in, 
Uh, just a picture of the juice, and it just says OJ. It makes sense. <laughs> it does. <laughs> like right now, OJ Simpson is a better viable option for ideas than any of the people we've got screaming at each other. I can't imagine OJ ever sitting in a room going, fake lake, fake lake, fake lake. He wouldn't do it. <laughs> he's, he's classier than that. What the f*** is going on? OJ Simpson is classier than all the candidates on the Republican side that expressed their screams yesterday. Fake like, fake like. Oh, yeah, not Karen, not Karen for Arizona. I'm in, John. Hashtag juice for president. Juice for everything. Let's <laughs> throw it up against the wall and see what happens. How scared of, uh, of this nation would the rest of the world be if we joined together and unanimously elected OJ Simpson our president? The rest would be like, you know, they, they guys. Wow. Did you see OJ won the popular vote? Wait a minute. I don't have to go face to face with people to kill him. I got drones? <laughs> oh, boy. This is going to be amazing. And I have a button? Every day at Marcus Allen's house, it'd be like a drone. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Send a drone over to Marcus Allen's house again. He's scared to death. Who's the greatest, Marcus? <laughs> hey, we got a camera on this, Marcus. I'm looking at you. Who's the best of all time, Marcus? All right, cheers. Get the drone off my porch. Nope. I'm, I'm to quote President Trump. I'm the f- president. <laughs> all right, that's good stuff. Yeah, OJ is OJ is the one making sense in this mixed up mess. And I don't understand how it works, but it works. Just a season or two from making appearances back in Buffalo on the field. I don't know if we could ever let him back out there. Not necessarily an invite, but if he showed up, I think people would be like. There's OJ. I don't think people are going to be as mad. There if he is. showed up, he better jump off a van onto a table. If he became the part Bill's of Bill's mafia. mafia. He's in. You guys think that was cool? Watch this. Ah! I'm cutting this bitch's head off. Go, Bills. What the f***? It's a mess. Let me clean this up. Police did it. We need the police. We need cops. Rovers is Wade. Nah, she probably thought that through a little bit better. I mean, OJ's points were all excellent yesterday. Excellent. It's just the deliverer of the information. Is it's hard to swallow? Speaking of hard to swallow, <laughs> Nicole. Oh, Jay. She couldn't swallow anymore because her head fell off. <laughs> and her tongue was down by her boobs. Because I pulled it out through her neck. It's called a necktie. I learned that from uh, watching Colombian drug uh, documentaries. It's a good. It's a good move. The police set it all up, though. Uh, Brett's out there, 35th Avenue and Bell Road this morning, uh, if you want to go out. Safeway, help us out with Operation Hydration. Get some water to uh, the Valley's homeless and everyone else. They supply all sorts of things, kitchens and uh, you know firefighters. When we have massive, messy fires and things like that, they've helped out with that. But mainly for the folks out there on the streets is their, their focus. And you see it. Yesterday I was when I was downtown, uh, they huddled up in a ball. You know what I did see yesterday? I said a homeless guy with some brand-new Jordan 1s. They were green and yellow, Packer colors. I don't like the colors, but they were like brand spanking new. So I'm like, well, somewhere around here is another homeless guy with no shoes on. Cause, <laughs> or some some dude who was staying at the Palomar with no shoes on because you just don't come. Those are a tough. That's a tough get. These Jordan 1s with the green and yellow were a recent drop on sneakers. Yeah. App. I mean, that was oh, a new wow. one. So homeless guy sitting there all tattered rags in a pair of really nice Jordans. And he had water. And I'm like, well, at least he's going to be alive. Those awesome shoes are worth a, Did you struggle with that? Oh, 450 bucks right now. <laughs> the leather ones, they were the good ones. 
They were the ones from Thailand, like my uh, son got. They were legit. I, I eyeballed them. I was walking into the fries to buy raisins for my Guy Fieri food, <laughs> and I saw his shoes, and I'm like, "Say that phrase again." I was buying raisins for my Guy Fieri food, <laughs> just in case he didn't add enough raisins on my nachos. The waitress came over and she goes, "What are you doing with the raisins?" We're going to put them on the food in case Guy doesn't put enough on there. And then she said, "I wouldn't eat raisins if they were just coated in chocolate." And I'm like, "There's a pretty good chance." That the uh, your menu has chocolate covered raisins dipped in human oh. on like as a dessert item. This guy Fieri doesn't know what he's doing. Hilarious, but uh, yeah, the the Jordans were pretty solid out there by the fries. But drop off water, help these folks out. There's a lot of people. Fifth largest city in the nation should not have a problem getting water to people. That is for sure. What do you have on the big board? Of musical treats this morning. Checking right now. Uh, brought to you by our friends at Action Ride Shop. Head on out there, uh, corner of Southern and Gilbert in Mesa, and uh, all your outdoor needs are there. Not just mountain biking, but if you do a uh, mountain bike, they've got like Brett always says, the best wrenches in town. Oh yeah, uh, and all that stuff. Great spot. So, I almost rode my bike in this morning, ooh. but I was worried it was going to start pouring because it did smell like rain by my house. I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be one of those weird mornings where I just end up getting drenched. Wouldn't have been bad. It's 90 degrees outside. I came in with a little cloud burst. Yeah, they had a little tiny smattering. But the way it smelled, I'm like, oh, this could be one of those halfway there super storms that just kind of goes over in a minute, and then I'm soaked all day. So I think Jay has submitted this every every day this week, but he wants to hear five minutes alone for the Republican debates. (laughs) Oh, I would watch that. Yeah. You Um, put those ladies in a room together and just say, you got it. (laughs) Start talking. Uh, Inc- incubus megalomaniac, either for OJ or the Republican debates. Um, let's see what else we got. Chromio juice. I love that. Uh, Planet Zero, Shine Down, Slipknot, New Abortion. <laughs> I like Planet Zero. Let's do a little Planet, Planet Zero. Planet Zero? Okay. Yeah, because it's almost like a reset. We need a Control-Alt-Delete on our planet. And for those of you just tuning in, again, very exciting today. Mike Watkiss is going to join us about 8.30. The great, the legend, the legend, Brady, of Mike Watkins coming in to uh, goof around with us and talk about uh, the Warren Jeffs documentary. His new book is out and just what he's doing since he retired outside of growing out that luxurious hair. That's not fair. As a bald man, I look at Mike Watkins. He's got four, four human beings worth of hair on his head, and I have none. But it's not, I don't even want a donation. I just don't know how that balance works. It's thick. It's heavy. It's beautiful. It's like a mane. Would you go long hair if you could grow hair? Uh, probably. I would just let her go. Yeah. Let it float. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. You? I don't you think so. High and tight. Yeah. You do like the the nineteen fifties yearbook photos. I'd, I'd feel like uh, if I grew it out this particular time, I'd feel like uh, old school Greg the Hammer Valentine. You'd or, look a little funny with long hair because yeah. the lack of a neck usually makes yeah. it look. And like, just seeing other guys like with my build with longer hair. Yeah. A mullet, you're all in, you know. I mullet makes you, changes your personality. It does. Like, if you had a mullet, you would look like mullet people. You would have mullet people look. I have the same thing. Mullet makes me an immediate Indiana hillbilly again. I think I'd just let it go. I would do, you know what I would do? You know how I'd do my hair if I had hair? Because this is how my hair used to be. It was uncontrollable. I had Jake Paul's hair before that was cool. It used to be a joke. My hair used to be funny. Yeah, and that's what people are doing and with now, their... Now it's, they now want that's it all a over the place. Yeah, that's a style now. Jake Paul, Logan Paul's hair, which I look at and go, oh, those poor guys have calyx all over, and that's what causes their hair to do that. That's a desirable look now. Also, I have to ask, what's the deal? 
with the Mexican community going after this Aztec haircut that's going. Like this this weird man bangs that are way too high. They look like uh, everybody in that Mel Gibson movie. That Remember the movie? Apocalypto? Yeah, Apocalypto. Everybody's got that weird kind of Aztec haircut. And it's it's strange looking. And it makes you look a little bit like you came from a Going time machine. Native roots. <laughs> yeah, but it's not good. I was yesterday downtown. I'm looking. I'm like, okay, they've all got the Aztec hair now. And I, I keep waiting for like a blow dart to show up or so. They look like they're from another time. And they see all these kids who look like their hair's been blown forward. White kids have the Logan Paul forward comb, and it looks stupid. It's uh, but that was my beyond hair. the Bieber look. Oh, it's way that. It was yeah. way past it. My hair used to do that. My hair used to be all over the place. I would have awesome Jake Paul hair today if I had my hair from when I was in high school that used to be made fun of for being just so awful. And that's I look at Jake Paul and I'm like, that's what my hair used to do. And now it's really cool to have it. That's never been a cool hairstyle. Combed forward, messy, like out-of-control hair, feathered in blonde. It's just terrible. I look like Farrah Fawcett in a windstorm. But that was my hair. So yeah, that's I would probably... I, I don't know. I'd see if I'd, I'd maybe do what Watkins did and just let it fly. Float it out in a big way. I can't wait. Uh, Mike Watkins is going to join us today in about an hour. A little more. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. Yes, yes, yes.